Hey, you fat sluts. Oh, by which he means himself, John Hastings. I'm looking in the mirror, ladies and gentlemen. It's part three of the Hulk Hogan anniversary parade of the Wrestler Review. Whoa! My name is John Bubba the Love Sponge Hastings. Oh, and I am Dylan Linda Hogan Gott. <laughs> Two people fucked by Hogan. Oh, yeah. We're, no, we've established throughout this series that Bubba the Love Sponge is a cuckold. Yeah, no, but he Hogan fucked Bubba the Love Sponge's life up. How so? That lawsuit, like, Bubba the Love Sponge had to, like, be like, I did give up the tape and I may have sold it. And uh, I'm going to, oh. like, there was, there was a bunch of stuff that was sealed. That's why that documentary is going to be so interesting when it comes out. All of that will be covered next week when we cover oh, the- Oh, fuck yeah, because that Hogan, apparently, like, uh, the Hogan documentary was, like, one of the biggest hits- at Sundance, yeah. yeah. Of course. Of fucking course. Do you know how fascinating that legal process is? It's the first course. We're going to talk all about this next week. Next week is the Hogan sex tape and TNA episode. Yeah, but no, you're also forgetting Mr. America. You're forgetting fucking... That, like, it's Hulk Hogan has had four very noteworthy careers. <laughs> I would say five. Five. How so? Because there's the post... There's post WCW WWE run. This yeah. week we're doing WCW for everyone, but next week is WWE run TNA and the the fucking sex tape trial. Yeah, and him and, and the divorce. Hulkamania running wild all over Gawker, and also him knocking down the towers. The <laughs> We've all seen the picture of the boot. It's the best thing ever. It's, it makes 9-11 worth it. <laughs> oh, God. Every Any of our listeners in the States, I stand by that statement, and I'm totally fine with it. Oh, enjoy your Muslim ban. Hogan just wanted to drop a leg on him. Yeah, that's why everyone, I don't understand this Muslim ban. 9-11 wasn't caused by anyone Muslim. It was caused by a Christian man from Tampa Bay, Florida. His name, Terry Hulk Hogan Bollea. <laughs> <laughs> You have one of the best, by the way, if anyone's having a bad day out there, c- congratulations for listening to the rest of you. We're obviously brightening your day. We have no, you, we cure depression. We make pussies wet. We are audio Xanax. We are audio Xanax. We are words that are Viagra. Yeah. You, <laughs> you got a flaccid dick. We will make you hard. Your pussy dry. Mm. Set are them, you working out right now? Set them lips to moisten. Are you working out right now? Run. Close your eyes. Imagine me and John and our dicks are so hard. Now your <laughs> legs fell off because you ran so fast. Yep, not because you were concerned about us fucking you, just because also you were inspired. Also messaged us with how big those dicks were when you imagined them. <laughs> Both of them five inches around. <laughs> <laughs> no total. Uh, <laughs> which one's three? Which one's two? Or are they both 2.5? 2. 2. That's how close friends we are. We, <laughs> we matched up dicks. We had bigger dicks, but we sh- we sanded them down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yo, yo. All right, so that's what everyone wanted to hear about our dicks. Okay, can I just... Once again. One other thing, just to bring everyone up to speed. Mm-hmm. This week, I've clogged my toilet three times. It's, Whoa. It's great. Trying to live healthy, trying to take my vitamins, like Hogan instructed. It's really working out, because if that toilet is Ric Flair's career, I'm doing what Hulk Hogan did to it in the WCW years. <laughs> Which brings us to where we are right now. All right, so here, let's let's do the nuts and bolts. Basically, we, where we left off is Hulk Hogan has just went to Japan uh, because Vince McMahon gave him the old kiss on the cheek and said, baby, run, run away. That's not really what Ho- uh, he did. He lost, like, lost he, your mind. He wanted him to be basically what... 
The Rock has finally become, mm-hmm. which is a guy who shows up like once every 18 months and is like, this guy's my friend. Cheer for him. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and he's like, you tell him, you tell him Rocky. Um, that's what he wanted Hogan to be. He wanted him to be in that legend role. Hogan was like, nah, I would like to make fat checks. You met my wife? Yeah. She's got an insatiable need to eat money and drink wine. Because it is... <laughs> and I can't make wine in the squared <laughs> circle. Because it is uh, worth noting that Vince McMahon is like super obsessed with age. Yeah. Like, he wants someone... Which is weird why now... The only people that are over are Goldberg and Lesnar and Undertaker. But but to them he's still young, and to them there would be new talent, quote unquote. Like the thing with the problem with the reason why John Cena stayed on top for so long, never going heel, and they never really freshened him up. All that stuff has to do with Vince's age and Vince's loss of touch, and also Vince now being the Booker. Vince was never the Booker. He was yeah, that is true. He was the top of creative, and they would come to him with stuff. Vince is the editor. Yeah, he's the editor. Of the book. Now, Vince is one of the writers, or at least he's coming in with the initial idea. Yeah. And it's also, and this has been said a lot on the internet, but it is true is that it's not, now that it's not inside wrestling guys, I don't think that the writers, I think the writers for the WWE is fine. I think they just need to be a bit more wrestling fans. Like, they just need to have grown up with it a little bit in the way that, like, people that write a really good sitcom grew up loving sitcoms. People who write really good years on Saturday Night Live grew up loving Saturday Night Live. They're yeah, inspired to keep it I don't know if it's it the going. fan thing. I think it's more that, like, wrestlers aren't actors, so you can't just give a guy a script and he'll be good. I agree. They need to be bullet points, and they need to go yeah. more on who they are. The reason why the Jericho thing got over is Jericho definitely is a diva weirdo who fucks to Fozzie. <laughs> well, I'm just assuming it's like Jericho has been around for so long that he can just be like, no, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. He just gets he just gets input that these guys don't get. I couldn't sleep last night, so I was watching old Piper's Pits. And um, the one from the raw old school came on where it's him yeah. and the shield. And you can literally see the difference between scripted promo and Rowdy Piper. And yeah. they were like, you, you could clearly tell it was like, Shield says this, Rowdy Piper vamps. Because Rowdy Piper is literally just putting over CM Punk in the most creative way. It's like, you can't talk. Only CM Punk can talk. <laughs> and also, Dean, the- you gr- he keeps calling him a grease ball and challenging him to fight. So, and he keeps pointing at Roman Wentz. What? They didn't give you any lines? They didn't give you any lines, huh? And you- <laughs> it's so good. Because the Shield is trying to stick to the script. And he's putting them over as badasses because... When they go to take off, when he like they're like, all right, they come at him. He fucking like gets scared and like whips off his jacket and, and like looks yeah. and he's like, well, that's a good day to die. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's Roddy Piper. My favorite Roddy, Roddy Piper thing ever is when the Legends versus Jericho at the Mickey. Oh yes. And then Roddy Piper comes in the ring and you don't hear anything because he's like, yo, and then it just beep 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 beep. <laughs> you could just tell he was like, yo, fucking piece of shit, you bastard. <laughs> you fucked my wife. I'll fuck your dad roddy piper has the greatest walk out of the curtain look yeah. at the ring stare in the history i'm gonna say not only of wrestling in sports that guy when he his face just pops out of the curtain you're like oh this fucking old drug addict's gonna beat someone <laughs> up <laughs> he looks like every dad when he's like when their wife comes to them and is like your daughter's gotten their period <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> I have to start working out again. Yeah. Um, but 90, all right, so 94, 
Hollywood Hulk Hogan is not yet a real boy, but he will be in two years. 1994. 1994. The steroid trial is going on. In that time, Hulk Hogan is also on a show in Thunder and Paradise. Dylan will do very little talking. I know more about the... I Thunder was reading the history and getting ahead of it. Thunder and Paradise, such notable episodes as the Under the Water Prison, where the baddest prison is prisoner is a guy named Sting, played by Steve Borden. He's a smuggler. <laughs> I like that any show where it's like, uh, who are your actors? Pro wrestlers, clearly. They should have... There is a... What the fuck is that fucking movie called? Which one? No, it's Bard. No, there's a movie where Batista stars and Rob Van Dam is his plucky sidekick. Oh, man, I want to see it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it tonight, I think. <laughs> no sure. Fucking right. All right, well, I got I to gotta look that up, and uh, the answer to that will be in eight seconds. Um, but 1994, Hulk Hogan signs Hulk Hogan. with WCW. No, How does that go, happen? Let's go back. How does the concert... A couple of different... Okay. A couple of different stories. The people, the following people claim it was their idea. Mike Graham, Ric Flair, Eric Bischoff. Er, uh, Mike Graham was one of the people interviewing for the WCW job. He, um, he claims that he was interviewing for the job that Eric Bischoff eventually got. The movie is called Wrong Side of Town. <laughs> I'll tell you, he finds himself on the wrong side of town. It's Mike Graham, who loves lying about things he did. You don't know who Mike Graham is. It's Mike, also just on YouTube. Mike Graham is a childhood friend of Hulk Hogan in many ways. They grew up in Florida together. He's also the son of Eddie Graham, who was the famous Booker of Florida. Uh, Mike Graham, if you listen to any of his shoot interviews, he claims the following. To have threatened to kill Chris Benoit. To be totally fine that Chris Benoit murdered his wife and then killed himself because that's what you get when you cheat on your wife. Um, <laughs> also, Ja Rule is in the movie. Oh, what? <laughs> Former Navy SEAL, Rob Van Dam, Ja Rule. I don't even need any other cast members. <laughs> I don't even. I just would like to watch that for 90 minutes. Just Ja Rule playing his own songs while Rob Van Dam does yoga. Omarion is in it. Also, a man named Big Dog is playing a character named Big Dog. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Well, how are you going to not watch this movie? That's some great casting. And also, you know that Big Dog Viscera is, a, is also in the movie. He's a terrible but actor. Viscera is in the movie. <laughs> Fact about Viscera that I learned watching Teddy Long interviews. He liked to take Viagra and just hang out. <laughs> <laughs> so he could see his own dick, finally. You can use that as a fat joke. So Mike Graham, Mike Graham was also one of those guys Mike who Graham would be like, uh, he'd be like, I get a pack of cigarettes and a bodybuilder thinks they can beat up Rick Steiner. Stretch him, Ricky. Stretch him while I'm naked. <laughs> yeah. so, so Mike Graham, so claims, Mike Graham claims that Eric Bischoff claims that um, Ted Turner told him to do it. Yeah. Rick Fair claims that uh, the uh, day after his Starcade appearance where it was him and Vader, and he gave that weird emotional promo afterwards because WCW did this weird thing where they would then they do an interview with the guy that won the championship and then roll credits on their pay-per-views, which is very weird. But you get to see everyone's real names. Yeah, but that's the that's the like boxing UFC. That's the what they do in NWA. Yeah, in real real sports, trying to make it look like a real sport. Yeah, and even though you just beat a guy in a mask. Ric Flair. <laughs> Ric Flair does it covered in blood and with a black eye forming on his face because Vader decided to punch him for real. And then Ric Flair was like, it's a great match, but there is within five minutes, you're like, they're actually punching each other for sure. Because you see. Yeah, well, Harley, he takes a powder outside and Harley Race puts the boots to him and goes like, uh, and basically goes like, uh, you better start hitting him or he's just going to keep hitting you. Yeah. <laughs> 
great times. I fucking love Harley Race. Harley, <laughs> I want to hang. The fact that Harley Race is still alive is fucking crazy. He was a carnival. He was a carnival boy where he would just fight people, and yep. they're like, "You can do that for fake." And these motherfuckers. <laughs> Um, so uh, those are the three claims. No one knows for sure. It's probably some combination. Ric Flair claims that he went and introduced uh, Eric Bischoff to Hulk Hogan by going and taking him to the set of Thunder in Paradise. Both Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff are like, no, that never happened. Um, Mike Graham claims that he gave Eric Bischoff his phone number. Eric Bischoff is like, it's Hulk Hogan. He has an agent. We just approached his agent and started negotiating <laughs> that way. By the way, in this, I like the Mike Graham was like I was instrumental. I believe the version Flair basically says with the Bischoff one, where it's like, yeah, Turner. Turner was like, we need Hulk Hogan. Bischoff said, hey Rick, can you call Hulk Hogan? Rick Flair then called Hulk Hogan, and then his agent probably was like, great. And then his agent was like, Ted Turner. And like, if you're Hulk Hogan, like we said in the last episode, amazing businessman, wouldn't you then? Have heard of the place where they've given they gave Brian Pillman half a million dollars a year, and then we're like, "Hey, do you want to take a pay cut to win the title?" And Pillman said, "No, no. <laughs> the whole reason you got the title is for the pay. I'll no job me out forever. I don't give a shit. You know? Yeah. He's heard like the the smart man who made million who is the basically the reason why even like Kevin Owens or like." Seth Rollins during a down part in wrestling are probably all millionaires is because of Hulk Hogan. Because of Hulk Hogan in particular because of this deal? Because he fought for merchandise rights as well yeah. because Vern Gagnat wanted to take all his fucking Merch. t-shirt sales and then he went to the, he went to the Fed. Yeah. Basically was which is yeah, of course. Combine you combined with their branding create a great brand. You know, and uh, of course he's heard of the guy spending all the money who knows no shit about anything. And also, guys, it's fucking Hulk Hogan also would have a Hollywood agent because he's in movies. And in the end, he's doing B movies. The B movie channel wants to hire him and they have a wrestling company like this is insane. For this him. Is, and it's also like the combination of these contracts are fucking crazy. We're going to go through them. So the first contract is negotiated, by the way, not with WCW. This is the beginning of Hogan's genius, which you get into way more in TNA, which only recently came out. Is Hogan's contract, which is why a bunch of the guys couldn't then go later on to WWE right away, is because only specific guys had contracts with WCW. Hogan started a trend where you have your contract directly with Turner fucking Broadcasting, with TBS. Yes. Which And the reason why you do that is because WCW was constantly faltering and losing money. It was possible it would fucking collapse. So Hogan very cleverly was like, no, I want it with the company that's going nowhere. Um, stock options, everything. It was also, by the way, Thunder in Paradise was aired in syndication on Turner Channels. Yes. And was used as a lead-in for fucking Nitro. All these sort of things. Now, the way they fucking debut this motherfucking guy. I just want to say this, specific numbers. This is in uh, Hogan's unauthorized biography. Uh, so when he signed with WCW... 300,000 per appearance, mm -hmm. 25% of every pay-per-view and live-gate merchandise, which means Sting sells a shirt, Hulk Hogan gets 25 cents per shirt that Sting sells. Correct. And if, by the way, uh, he has since denied this. And pay-per-view points, uh, which means like past a certain 
amount, he gets money from the paper. They also went in and renegotiated this at a certain point because originally in the wording of the contract, it was every pay-per-view, not every yeah. pay-per-view he was on. Yes. And they then went back and were like, no, we meant every pay-per-view you're on, you're on every pay-per-view. And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. And uh, then you're thinking, so I just want to get this other part out of the way. Mm-hmm. And then you're thinking, nice in 1994, four years later, he re-ups. In, this is like the NWO is going down, but he still gets Mm-mm. 98. Oh, 98, there's still, yeah, 98 is the best year. 98 is also Goldberg. That's true, yes. And by the way, how does he renegotiate? He has an open meeting yeah. in a hotel lobby with Vince McMahon again. Really? No. So he had a meeting with Vince just to fucking... Yeah, of course. Of course. Vince was like... Because oh, Vince best. was like... Vince knew he wasn't going to get him, but Vince was like, fuck him. Yeah. Vince was like, yeah, sure, I want this guy to have less money. So Hogan gets a $2 million signing bonus, 15% sales of every uh, pay-per-view that he wrestled in, with a minimum guarantee of six of uh, six thousand six hundred thousand uh, seventy five. Wait a minute, how do you say that? Six hundred thousand six hundred seventy five thousand. I forget how to. No, everyone just turned it off. Everyone just deleted the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know how to say. No- I listen to this radio show where the guys don't know how to yeah, say numbers. I was listening to these two cum babies on my phone, not know how to do maths. <laughs> So he made uh, 25% of gross ticket sales each time he wrestled in uh, WC, a Nitro, a Thunder, or an untelevised house show. That never happened. Minimum guaranteed error of 25 grand. And the minimum comes in because he's in WCW in in 2000 where it's like... This is probably why they lost like however many millions of dollars. This is because part of the reason why. And keep in mind because they're like minimums, and he's just like he'll come in and do like he'll be like ah, book me to do a promo, and then they can't not have like the guy who's running the company obviously like wants to have Hulk Hogan on the show because they think that's yeah he's the only person with name recognition. But at the same time, they're like oh god, that's so much money we da- now don't have. He gets twenty thousand dollars per month. For wearing NWO shirts on TV and in photo shoots. Yep. Uh, he. Oh yeah, creative control contract, which we all know. And uh, can we talk about the creative control thing when you're done this quickly? I just want to make a point about it, but keep going down the rundown of this contract. Okay. Well, this this does plant seeds for the thing I love the most. Okay. The contract granted uh, WCW rights to use Hogan's name and image on promotional products. It explicitly allowed. Uh, him to independently use his name, image, and likeness to promote pasta, <laughs> pasta restaurants, sandwiches, and suntan oil. Pasta mania, baby. You can have my money for the wrestling, but I'm keeping my pasta money. For pasta mania. Pasta mania. You know what? His Florida. I start a day, I wake up, I stretch my arms, you know what I want? Four to five pounds of spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) My three-year-old child is just finishing his fifth spaghetti of the day. WCW is so fucked. That that thing where they think... That mall... Have you ever seen the unleashing of Pastamania? Where it's clear Jimmy Hart... And and Hogan are in Pastamania and they're concerned the giant is going to come? Of course. And they're in the mall and everyone's like, oh, this is a wrestling angle? Nope. Front to back, he's just promoting pasta. Good night, everybody. He's just promoting pasta mania. 
Yeah, it's fucking great. Now, creative control. I want to make this point. Everyone's like, Hogan's a dick for putting creative control in his contract. No, he's not. He's just the only guy that put creative control in his contract. You want to know else who um, constantly had creative control? Was Steve Austin was doing the same thing. It just wasn't in his contract, but he many times was like, that's not happening. We're doing it this way. Case in point. But Steve Austin would also just... Steve Austin would also job to people. Yeah, that, well, that's the... Well, okay. Hulk Hogan... All right, there were many... Wait, who did he job... Well, who did Steve Austin job to? Kane. Yep. Rock, Austin, Undertaker, he, Kurt when, Angle. When did he job to The Rock? He jobbed to The Rock at WrestleMania 19. That is it. WrestleMania 17, he puts over that he can't beat him. Like, he allowed storylines to progress where he looked weak. Yes. Hulk Hogan wouldn't allow that. No. That's why... Because Hogan's that's better. Why, yeah. He's better than but also Steve Austin. He's better. He's the greatest wrestler of all time. Hogan's character is that he's a superhero, whereas Stone Cold Steve Austin's is that he's some pissed off guy. <laughs> he's a drunk man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stone Cold's is... He's like, yeah. So having him fight adversity... It I works. I mean, having works. anyone fight adversity, obviously you need that in a story. But Hulk Hogan, I guess I'll excuse it because we got to talk to him about him for 17 more hours. Yeah. Okay, but Hulk Hogan going into WCW. Yeah, let's talk about actual storylines So, now. 1994, first thing they do, ticker tape parade at Walt Disney. Uh, yes, they do. $200 fee for a parade, by the way. That's how, what? how I know that. Yeah. Eric and people showed up? Eric Bishop. No, 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 no. You had so much you have to pay the park to do a parade. 200 gotta pay 200 bucks that's it yeah isn't that weird you gotta provide everything else but you gotta you gotta slip them 200 bucks so you can have a <laughs> the eric bischoff timeline for 1994 is fucking awesome a makes you love eric bischoff even more okay b you get little tidbits like that where it's like what was that parade like it's like well it was 200 bucks which was weird because <laughs> <laughs> um, so- bischoff's kind of out of it like, he's never... Vince hired him and then just kind of pissed on him, and he knows he's never coming back because Vince did his thing with... Yeah, and he's also like... Kiss the tip yeah, on the penis, Eric. That's fine. I got... Bye-bye. I got... Uh, he's like... Eric hey, he squeezed a bit of extra money out of the fucking thing. Why not? He has a shit ton of money. He's also got a production company that's produced a bunch of shows. Yeah. Like, if you guys remember the show Scott Bayo is, like, 40 and single and all those? That's an Eric Bischoff production. So, you know what? Who the other one is? Uh, do you know who produced TNA for a thousand years? The his production partner. No, the Harris brothers. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Ron and Don Harris, the Disciples of Apocalypse tag team, produced the T- <laughs> TNA. Fuck. So they were making some nice two sh- yeah, two racist twins or seemingly racist because they look like they're racist yeah they just look like they're racist who knows so they bring them in wcw bring them in wcw have the parade now the parade is a few hundred people made to look like a few thousand yeah not, not well by the way does not look like it looks like hulk hogan's being named the mayor of a small town yeah and not a fun small town like a small town where if you're going to get Chinese food, it's referred to as the Oriental Shop. <laughs> um, Jimmy Hart is brought in as his manager. Like He gets everything he wants. He wants Jimmy Hart as his manager. Yep. Gene Oakland's there as his commentator. Bobby the Brain Heenan is the heel um, color man. Later on. No, no. They're already there. They've already been there for a year. No, Heenan... Uh, Heenan... Look it up. Look Heenan, Heenan is there for about a year before Hogan comes in. Okay. As is Oakland. So it's it's a rejig of things he all knows. He has the demands of certain people he wants hired as well because he likes working with them. Beefcake. Beefcake. Honky Tonk Man, weirdly. Nasties. The Nastos. Uh, John Tenta. Um, 
etc etc now he gets a reboot he basically it's uh it's 80s and the 90s again yeah now first program they're going to go with is flair couple of problems a they're a southern based territory a lot of the older fans fucking hate hulk hogan and fucking love rick flair yeah do not want to like him so they this is where because it's the thing where it's like yankee bullshit is now taken over yeah are this yankee doodle dandies coming down yeah exactly world championship wrestling. i'll tell you why you're wearing yellow because you're yellow yeah your dog here's <laughs> the things we know about you one you like blacks <laughs> more on that later uh so no it up. let's do it right now so they build to hogan versus rick flair supposedly once in a lifetime as it's uh, said by tony shivani about a million times on commentary is that true dylan absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> but that's the weird thing about the flair hogan thing is that like since flair it's kind of weird because they're the two biggest stars of the 80s you'd say but as far as characters go they don't really play uh well against each other because hulk hogan's the near like north side of six six hero huge like hulking guy rick flair is like he's big for a normal man but like you look at him and he's like the uh a normal in shape guy, but this is and Rick you can't Flair. sell that like Ric Flair. No, but this is Rick and how they do sell this. And let's get into this program. We already are into this program, John. Why don't you say more get in things? Well, yeah, they do sell is and it's done amazingly by Bobby Brain here, which is this is the the shift from jet flying, wheel and dealing, kiss stealing, son of a gun to Ric Flair, dirtiest player in the game. They okay. constantly say dirtiest player in the game. He will cheat to win. Hogan's got to watch out. This guy is a snake fuck who's going to screw him and hurt him. But that's the other thing is you've just at Starcade, you just did the this man is the underdog against Vader. Correct. And now yeah. you're supposed to hate him coming in against a guy who's even bigger than Vader. Absolutely. Now, like, that, but okay, but the thing is, is that that doesn't. I'm just work. saying, like, no, no, I completely agree. But hang on, that work that does that is a problem they have with their hardcore fans, and the bet that Bischoff made, which paid off eventually, and in this first run, paid off huge, which was we're expanding uh, into Canada as a cable uh, network now, which is what they were doing, and also people will tune in to watch Hulk Hogan at WCW Wrestling again and will make it seem like he's come out of retirement and it's all new. And I know that because it worked for me. I started yeah. I stopped watching WWF in 94 and was a WCW guy like I I was I was riding WCW all the way. I went down with that fucking ship. <laughs> like I was aware of Raw, but I like I was watching Thunder really? weekly. I was watching Thunder weekly as well. I just say like 94 for oh, me, began WCW worldwide all over it. Fucking Saturday morning, me Joel Kennedy, fucking get in, buddy. Yeah, WCW Saturday night was fantastic. Oh, it was before pre Nitro Saturday night was the best. Gene Oakland, yeah. that fucking stupid door. Because, but they also did the thing where WWF superstars for people in Canada, we didn't get Monday Night Raw for a while. So we didn't get Monday Night Raw until a year into Raw is War. Yeah, I'm, I, I remember them starting to show it around Brett and Austin. I mean, that might not be the timeline. I might have just, like, found out about it then. I remember them showing... I don't remember them showing it until... Yeah, right after... I remember them showing it after WrestleMania 13. Yeah. So, like, 
going into that SummerSlam is when I remember them starting to show it. Yeah. So what you would have is basically WWF Superstars, which was squash matches for up-and-coming characters, like and Diesel squashing some guy. Yeah. Goldust. This yeah. is what Goldust did And this did is like Diesel has just become not Shawn Michaels' bodyguard. Yeah. yeah. Goldust doing a squash match, that thing, versus WCW Saturday Night that is like Hogan versus Savage. Yeah. And... The and idea of two honk- actual wrestlers facing each other to me was insane. Honky Tonk Man versus Hacksaw Jim yeah, Duggan. Yeah, is I'd watch that match right now. I'd watch that match right <laughs> now with the shape they're both in, and I Who would enjoy it. Who could win if the goon had faced like the uh, Sparky Plug? I would have been like, "This is a battle of champions, yeah. <laughs> and I must witness this." To tell the question my can finally be asked: Who is better at wrestling their secondary career to what clearly is a hobby based on the occupations they're sporting? <laughs> By the way, the goon that guy is—I like, don't remember his name—but he's a very—he was a famous Von Erich wrestler. He was one of the guys that was always used against the Von Erichs. Yep. And then, literally, they're like, we got to bring this guy in. He's fucking amazing. And so, I can't remember who's talked about this or where I read it, but someone, yeah, Cornette talks about it where someone was like, you know, he was even a really good hockey player. And then they all like looked at Vince like, oh, fuck. And he was like, <laughs> that's what he'll be. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, and then I just remember really liking the goon because his finishing move was a cross check outside of the ring. So it's just like, you knew he could never win a title because even his finishing move was just a count out. Like he would just get a count out and that would be his whole thing. Um, so yeah, it's a dream match. Flair versus Hogan. It's played up that Flair is the dirtiest player in the game. Uh, Flair's career is on no, the... No, it is not. That's not till... Sorry. Holly- the first... So it's not he beats Havoc. Flair... Uh, he beats Flair. He wins because he won the first. He won the title in his first match. He won the title in his first match. Accompanied Flair to the ring beat by, him who, by countout. Who so. is he accompanied to the ring by in the first match? Mr. T and Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, they were having a real problem with booze, like real issues at this point. And they were like, "That's why it's in Orlando. It was in Hogan's home state in Orlando. Get us Shaquille O'Neal, pay him, and walk him to the ring with Hogan and Mr. T for no reason." And, and he's Mr. against Rick Flair. Mr. T equals Byron. Then they go to, the, for some reason, then they go to Clash of Champions, where Flair is supposed to win it back. That's the plan. At the last minute, Hogan goes, I'm not ready to lose the title yet. This is when Flair's like, what the fuck, you asshole? No, do that. Because Flair's also thinking, this is NWA. you got to do NWA things. you got to make, the talent has got to bounce back and forth. we got to look like equals. Hogan's like, you're no equal to me. You're flabby. I'm real great. Yeah, exactly. Also, the thing you need to know that was happening the weekend before the Bash at the Beach was Hogan's testimony in Vince McMahon's steroid trial, uh, which he gave, and then during the press interview afterwards, plugged WCW's (laughs) (laughs) pay-per-view. Good for him. Which you know Vince McMahon like still is like, I'm going to get him for that. He, just to understand... Now you've lost Hulk Hogan, which is whatever. It's definitely given WCW a boost, and he's like, yes, I did steroids, and I was encouraged to do so. He never said he was encouraged to do so. Who said they were encouraged to do so? Uh, One of the guys that was found to be lying. Ooh. Like, it was like Dr. D, one of those guys. That's why if they'd been encouraged to do so, he would have gone to jail. It was Rick Rude, weirdly. And it was implied. Rick Rude... Like Rick Rude was like, what did he say? And he was like, he said, I need to look better. And they're like, well, that can mean anything. Especially yeah. if you're Rick Rude where it's like, 
Well, you're a muscular man who smokes, so I'm pretty sure you probably looked bad in the morning. <laughs> Did you look bad in the morning, Rick? I meant to haircut, you stupid fuck. Thing to also remember, by the way, you know the rumor about Rick uh, Rude, which is the reason why he died, was is that he was injecting Viagra into his penis, yeah. and he had to cut it off, and he killed him. Jeez, <laughs> I don't believe where that rumor came from honky talk man god bless him oh the fucking honky talk we'll do a honky talk man and it should be him saying weird shit <laughs> because he doesn't like he clearly has the respect of nobody in the wrestling business anymore so all right when did the honky talk when was the honky talk man looked at as a paragon of success oh you know what like i said in the last episode the reason that Macho Man Randy Savage won what? the world title at WrestleMania 4 is because they wanted to give him the Intercontinental title. And Honky said But Honky nah. said, that kid doesn't have the chops. He can't beat... The Tonk Man. <laughs> he can't beat Fat Elvis. <laughs> he can't beat Fat Elvis. So, all right, you just... You he just can't beat the Ric Memphis Flair. kid. He beats Ric Flair. Goes to the Clash of Champions. They're supposed to drop that. And how they were going to drop it was a masked man was going to come to the ring... And fucking hit Hogan with a fucking crowbar. By the way, I love in WCW that they always have people getting hit with crowbars. Because oh, yeah. it's just like, oh yeah, in your up there at WGF World Gay Federation, <laughs> they hit people with chairs. Down here at World Championship Wrestling, where the big boys play, if you are going to lose a wrestling match, we're going to make sure that you're dead first <laughs> hit by a masked man a la tanya harding they um oh yeah um cannot they so they try to do that he hurts his leg it's, it ends up as a count out they build towards cobo hall in detroit they're now trying to go north into areas that hogan was traditionally strong and they advertised it as hogan versus flair career versus career yeah, for the title. Yep. I remember this because this is the first pay per view I ever bought. I studied extra hard in math and did extra <laughs> chores. And Our friend Rob was at this pay per view, and my mom got this for me um, because I was like Hulk Hogan. Because I literally I knew I was a wrestling nerd even then at the age of I was 10? 13, 15, 25. No, because it was ninety four, so I was nine or ten. Yeah. Yeah, it was like 10. Yeah, it would have been 10. Say 10 again, John. I don't know how old I was. Uh, the big Math head. Is, math is hard. Uh, uh, I was 10, and I knew enough about wrestling because I would watch wrestling fucking nonstop and took books out of the library that I was like, Hogan's toast. Flair's got his fucking number. <laughs> really? I was, I, was the, it, what, I was legitimately convinced. I was like, I got it. Like, Hogan... Is done. Also, <laughs> it played into the w the fact that he wasn't in the WWF. Yeah, and had left and been defeated by Yokozuna. I was like, this guy's got no more gas in the tank. Like, <laughs> find me a bookie. I'm laying money on this. Weird, because you were was always really good at even if WCW or WWF didn't do a good job at building up a match. The after mags like Pro Wrestling Illustrated and uh, oh yeah, and the wrestler would always be like, "Here is why Ric Flair is about to take Hulk Hogan apart." Yeah, even though if we we're like uh, fat old nerds by this point, we would know Hulk Hogan's gonna goddamn win because Mister T was the special guest referee. The fix is in. First of all, first of all, he was the special guest ring enforcer, and there was another referee in the ring that was brought up later. And 
Ric Flair's reinstitution uh, committee hearing that was held <laughs> to get him back in. So don't fucking, I love those. Don't fucking act like I don't fucking know my shit about this terrible period in wrestling. John, stop crying. I'm never going to stop crying. It was a very John, emotional time. Sit down and stop crying. I'm not going to stop crying and I'm not going to sit down. You can't make me do either of those things. Okay. Um, that match, by the way. That's re- done now. I remember it being. You got the fill in shit done, though. Like, Flair's done. It's time to get Starcade. Can I just say this about that match? Yeah. I remember it being so good from when I was a kid. I watched it about yeah. six months ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think I watched a Flair. It's a roughie, boys. <laughs> I bought like a fucking old pre-Hogan VHS and I had it for so many years and I remember there was this like the Sting match that I couldn't believe how good Sting was and it was and then I realized and when I watched it again it was all based around the fact that he did a jumping DDT to someone and I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> I was like who is this new breed of athlete yeah. who jumps and DDTs people? Hello, Donovan Bailey? Kill yourself. You've been replaced by Steve Borden. Because <laughs> that was the thing. Uh, we'll talk about I'm assuming we'll, we'll obviously do a Stang Stang episode. But like Sting in the early mid-90s was like, I know it doesn't seem stuff like that now, but since everyone was so plotting on WWF and like he was bigger than Savage, like he was physically more imposing, you, he was basically like... A, he was like the closest thing to Brock Lesnar they had, where it's like the man, the man the they splashes, he literally flies through the air, yeah, and, and destroys you with his chest. Another bring up Joel Kennedy a lot. He, I remember he once explained the Stinger Splash. He's like, Sting's very powerful. The force, you, <laughs> the force you get coming off the top of rope. Mm-hmm. Most people get, he gets from jumping in the air. And I was like, Joel, you are fucking scratching me right where I itch, my friend. <laughs> Joel should have been a color commentator for pro wrestling is what he... If he would have stayed in his in his same mind as he was at nine, he would have been a brilliant pro wrestling commentator. Oh, my God, yeah. The force he generates. It's an, it's an, Roman Reigns' Superman punch is like eight regular punches. It's getting punched eight times at once. Um, Starcade. I mean, Flair's done. You got that bullshit out of the way. Yeah. Who are we going to face now? Don't need that guy now. Don't need him. Because who, who we got? Ed Leslie. <laughs> what was Ed Leslie? The butcher. What was his name before he was the butcher? Very briefly, because they, at the last Dog minute. the Coochie Hunter. <laughs> I wish it was Dog the Coochie Hunter. <laughs> uh, I found some pussy on the go. Lum, 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 lum. It was Brother Brudeye. Oh, it's the best. The mad, the steel cage match I love ends. the, like, non- The masked man the- is revealed to be Brother Brudeye. And Tony Schiavone, by the way, it is the beginning of Tony Schiavone continually claiming you will never forget this night. This is the most impactful night <laughs> You'll never forget where you are when this needless thing happened. They did a lot of really good things with WCW, but they did a lot of bad things. I think they necessarily... Do you think it was necessary for them... Like, obviously, they had to to get Hogan to make it a cartoon, but you think this was, like, better than what they originally did? Because I remember watching WCW, like, seeing it a bit at my cousin's house and because he had, like, an extended cable thing. And just remember thinking, this is amazing because, no, I didn't really know anyone or you'd see, like, Rick Rude. Do you know what I mean? Like... Oh, that's what Rick Drude's doing now, and who is this other guy? That's the thing. Is and it kind of spoiled everything because it's like there was no real new characters. You just watched, and it was like, well, it was, there oh, was that's so what the Brutus the Barber Beefcake has paced now on now on. Okay, scary. Like that was the sort of issue they were running into. But it was interesting. Like, oh, that's where all these guys from my young childhood have gone. Mm-hmm. And then you also get the new guys like the Arn Andersons and those people. Like, 
Watching an Arn Anderson promo when you were 10, you're like, oh, God, this this guy who looks like everyone who's upset I'm walking on their lawn is the best. Like, yeah. Arn Anderson's promo on Mark Merrill where he drives a, a truck like over a mountain, <laughs> gets out and talks about how he's going to beat up Mark Merrill or um, Johnny B. Bad. Yeah. Is, oh, you got to watch it. It's so good. <laughs> he just walks up in a fucking Canadian tuxedo and in the middle of it just does the head cut thing. Oh, I love Arn Anderson so fucking much. And dad's watching that would have been like, God damn right, he looks like a fucking... He looks like a sissy. Yeah. He looks like a big fucking sits when he pees sissy. He got the fuck. <laughs> run him over with the truck, Arn. Not only do I sit when I pee, or stand when I pee, I stand when I shit. <laughs> everyone, Is he the only Arn in the world ever? Yeah. And everyone knows that's his birth name. Arn Gott. Yeah. That's what I'm naming, <laughs> that's what I'm naming my kid, Arn. Arn. How about Arn? <laughs> I legit- you suggesting that? I have legitimately suggested- Arn Hastings? Tully to people. I really like it as Tully a Tully Hastings? Tully Hastings. <laughs> Tully. Just have your kid come out already with a nosebleed. <laughs> he was getting dusty in his mom's cunt. <laughs> Tully saying his first word. Stop that. Stop saying wetback. <laughs> Stop saying hitter and pointing at the women in the room. Why are you talking? <laughs> You shut your fucking dick suck hole, bitch. Yeah. I didn't I don't hear cooking, so I don't know why you're giving me an opinion. <laughs> you gotta earn my loads. <laughs> Here's the weird thing about people that abuse women. Why would you then call someone a cunt and then put them in charge of the food and not watch them? <laughs> that's the only that's the only thing. It's the only problem I see with it. <laughs> All right, oh, so very, I don't mean that. I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> Next feud was against Vader, uh, and this is the feud this where feud he destroys Vader. Vader. Now, this feud begins so good. So, Leon White, great career for the first three years he oh, was in he did America. Lose, he did lose his. Uh, oh, okay. First three years he's in America, three years. Great career. Unstoppable force. Great. And then he runs into Hulk Hogan and later Shawn Michaels, and they fucking just piss all over him. Well, because here's the problem with Vader. Vader's like, I'm a monster. I'll hit you for real. And they're like, that's cool. Hello? Yeah. Hi. I'm your invest. Yeah. He's fired. Okay, go. I win. <laughs> it I is just, a dick move. Like it's, I it's- will powerbomb you in the boardroom, Leon. Hey, Leon. You got side boob. Fuck you. But that's the type of thing where it's like Vader is a... I, 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 I got to say it's two different situations. The Hogan one is this. He was primed perfectly to be a Hogan monster. That he was. Mm-hmm. If Vader was in the WWF in the 80s, Macho Man never would... Like Ultimate Warrior or Macho Man never would have happened and that would have been a WrestleMania main event and it would have gone down just the fucking same. They did what they could with Vader cooperating the way that they could the issue at this point also was is that they thought hogan was going to be a lot more of a draw than he was he was a huge draw for those that series of flare matches but everyone including me was then like i don't need to buy the other pay-per-views i've seen the one i want to see that was the super card that so many people were like we never got to see that in a big match environment hogan versus flair that was part of the problem with vader is vader they rushed to the vader thing because they were like well, people want to see this. Hogan obviously didn't cooperate with them, 
But the matches were also really bad because they don't complement each other at all. No. The other problem is, is like they did weird things where they took Va- Harley Race away from Vader, which would have been a good addition because Harley and Hogan do have a history from the Fed that they could have played into. That would have also addressed all these new fans who didn't quite know who Harley Race was and why he was important. It also would have um, uh, allowed for uh, a mouthpiece for Vader, who is a good promo up to a point, but when you're against Hogan, you need someone who's like a gravelly-voiced fucking lunatic who smells like cigarettes and Ferris wheel vomit to be like, and Hogan, we got your kid, and I've already put a cigarette out in one of his eyes, and the other one's next. (laughs) Um, there it, is the conspiracy theory, though. Like there was a, uh, I listened, uh, I watched a pay per view around uh, from around this time, like around the time of the hunt. Was it Super Bowl? Super Bowl Five? Yeah, which one? But basically, it was it was a Vader Hacksaw Jim Duggan match. And there's a Vader Hacksaw Jim Duggan match. Hacksaw gets ninety percent of the offense. Hello? Vader comes back and beats. Hello, him everyone. How big of a nerd is John? Is I can tell you which pay per view that was. <laughs> okay. Which one was it? That would have been the Hacksaw Jim Duggan Vader. That's Starcade. That's the Starcade because that's where v- uh, Vader wins the U.S. belt. Yes, Vader wins the U.S. And with that like, reverse uh, wheel, th- or like the fucking pickup, drop him on his face move. Yeah, the like. Oh, by the way, if you the wheelbarrow, yeah. Do any of these guys have concussions? Certainly do. <laughs> but here's the thing about that. So sees Va- this is the conspiracy theory that's floating around. Hogan sees Vader, big dude. Yeah. Um, has the Harley race thing? Great package, right? Yeah, already super over, and he's like threatened by Vader. So what he starts doing is, Vader starts facing old WWF guys like a guy like Hacksaw, mm-hmm. and is winning matches, yes, but being way more vulnerable than he ever has. Because Vader, Vader's old thing was, if he's against Sting, fifty-fifty, mm-hmm. and then. Harley Race interferes, and he wins. If he's against a guy like, let's just say Ron Simmons, because that's not Sting, um, then 75-25 Vader. Mm-hmm. Ron Simmons comes back at the end, looks like he's about to rally. Harley Race helps him. Vader wins. Mm-hmm. Or Harley Race helps Vader stops the rally. They basically reset. Like, the good, you know, Babyface starts to get, which I really liked about Vader was Babyface starts to get the advantage. Harley Race stops that. They reset so it's even again. And that was like, it turns out that was that Babyface's only shot at winning and Vader now has won again. Yeah. So Vader's a super strong character. Hogan wants that basically. No one's a stronger character than Hulk Hogan, which I don't really understand because if Hulk Hogan, if Hogan wants effective heels, then he has to do that. Like he... But Maybe he doesn't trust Vader also, because I, he's heard Vader's kind of a skis bag. And like Hogan also, you have to understand, was a partner of Stan Hansen's. So may, like, I'm thinking maybe Stan Hansen's kind of like like phone up Hogan and be like, you got to fucking watch out for this dude because he works stiff as shit and thinks his shit doesn't stink. Like Vader is, if you, <laughs> he's a 60 year old man. Yeah, yes. And he is sick. Yes. But he is deluded as fuck. Like, if you watch him on Twitter, he's tweeting, like, I am the greatest pro wrestler of all time. That is true, and I don't see your point. Uh, <laughs> but that's the other thing is, if no, you but look I, at Hogan, Vader is also, it's the 90s, it's not the 80s anymore, and Vader is a very much a 90s heel who could become a face, who could very easily become a face because Hogan knows what's happening. Hogan knows he's been getting booed for, like, four years, and Vader's a a lot more impressive package when you're looking at a guy who's fat as fuck but can still do a moonsault. 
I completely agree. And Hulk Hogan doesn't uh, is the superhero who doesn't leave his feet and can now get his foot up to his shoulder and not his face. You know? Uh, no, I agree. I think that that's. I think there's a lot of validity to that. I think that it was probably a lot of stuff unintentional. I think it was also part of the thing of WCW also started to panic in this at this moment because Hogan the buy rates go boom 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 and then that Starcade is the lowest buy rate of any Starcade up until the end. The ninety four. The ninety four. That fucking laid a fat egg. So they well, yeah because they jumped the gun and the, did flare. They sh- they jumped the why the fuck the, the fl- why wasn't the retirement match at Starcade? Build that up. Yeah. You fucking plebs. Um, Whoa. Yeah, accurate. That was a bit much, wasn't no, it? It wasn't. Um, all of that sort of stuff. But it was, again, it was also one of those things where they were trusting Hogan and didn't know how to control Hogan. I think it was just a combination of a bunch of other things. It was also that they diluted the program by putting Ric Flair with Vader all of yeah. a sudden, which was weird. Really quick turnaround from Vader is trying to destroy Ric Flair's family to we're friends now. What's very interesting, and this is, by the way, if you're going to retire a wrestler and then bring him right back, the way they do it where Ric Flair doesn't want to be retired, so he's just going to attack Hogan, is great. That first match, the Super Bowl Five match, is of their three matches, is the best one. And if you're going to have a fucking schmoz finish, it's fucking great. Because you can, you, the entire crowd knows what's going to happen. Ric Flair literally is sat front row he buys a ticket and mm-hmm. is sat front row and at a certain point just attacks hulk hogan <laughs> but the thing is that's great now you have to either have vader win the belt briefly and hogan has to come back or they have to do um what they did do which was the ever better even better solution which is have a strap match and then have rick flair dress up like a woman who attacks hogan and then hogan drags oh yeah rick flair so around the four rings somehow. that was so good and then he rick flair dresses the match up somehow. as a woman it's so good. And it's Bugs Bunny style, just straight up Bugs Bunny. It's awesome. <laughs> let's but let's talk about this because now he does away. He vanquishes Vader later. Big Bubba Rogers and Lex Luger, and I'm assuming. And why wouldn't you do it? Lex Luger comes over. We're better than WWF. You jumped a whole thing. You you've missed. One I just I just want to talk about the Dungeon of Doom. I don't care about anything. Okay, else. can we just bring up one last point and then we'll yes, go to the Dungeon of Doom. Fine. How they get Ric Flair back in? He beats up Macho Man's dad with a cane. Oh yeah, <laughs> Angelo Poffo. You want to skip stuff, but this is the this is meat and potatoes WCW treats, my friend. In the grand tradition of being like, <laughs> what? that guy's that guy's dad, even though they don't have the same last name. Like what? Yeah, I never like it. Angelo Savage. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Just because they're like, well, no, he was, he was the legend, Angelo Poffo. Find me five people that can tell me. If they can fucking pick Angelo Poffo out of a lineup, I'll give them a million fucking bucks. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't want... You've just initiated a bunch of weird, sweaty, fat boys to watching your product. Yeah. And now you're going to try and explain who Angelo Poffo is? You bags of shit. No, we would have looked it up. Um, the great thing about being on the internet and a wrestling fan at eight now is you just must know... Like, just... A, you discover wrestling's fake immediately now because you're like, well, that's not. Yeah. Why was Dean Ambrose John Moxley? What is? Yeah. You You can't just change your name legally like that. What do you mean the only thing him and his mom had in common was a love of pussy and drugs? (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into the Dungeon of Poon. So the Dungeon of Doom. Wait a minute. We're going to go into your bedroom? That's what you call your bedroom. Yeah. 
out. So we. I think you've talked about this on the on the podcast before about how the Dungeons and Doom is a great idea. I explain. Oh, how the Dungeon of Doom came to be. Kevin Sullivan wanted to build trust with Hulk Hogan and basically... Trust. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right before he killed Nancy Benoit. <laughs> That's correct. He wanted to make sure and that... And Chris. Hulk Hogan was on his side before that happened. Yeah. One day the Kevin... Because it Sull- happened. The Kevin Sullivan episode... Conspiracy. For all you want to say about Kevin Sullivan, Kevin Sullivan was like, yep, you stole my wife and you took my house. But... Um, Let's get in this ring, and I'm not going to do anything to you, <laughs> even though I definitely can, because I do steroids to this day. <laughs> even though I look like a fucking weird... He is the weirdest body. He is the weirdest body until you s- he stood next to another... Like, when he stood next to another wrestler, you're like, you are as wide, and yet so much smaller. That's so creepy. <laughs> um, so, Chrissy B., also known as the Cheddar Cheese Kid. Um, <laughs> that is Hulk Hogan's backup name, <laughs> the Cheddar Cheese Kid. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, Dungeon of Doom was basically uh, Kevin Sullivan needed to work up Hulk Hogan's trust. The locker room was all with Ric Flair. Ric Flair was at this point like, fuck this guy, was constantly saying, you need to lose more, you need to trust us more. Kevin Sullivan was like, no, fuck you, it's Hulk Hogan, we're going to go old school Hogan on this. Um, by the way, uh, Hogan did let Arn Anderson pin him on television, which Kevin Sullivan was apparently very much against, um, and finally was like, you come stay at my house, and basically gave him a pep talk, created the Dungeon of Doom. Now, the Dungeon of Doom basically was Kevin Sullivan as the Taskmaster, and, oh, fuck, what's his name? Not fucking Prince Ikea. Oh, son of a bitch. King Curtis as this fucking weird dungeon master talking about the great white dr- tiger that mm-hmm. was going to consume him and it was basically the idea was this is all of the people the sort of concept was all the people that hogan defeated throughout his entire career have come together in this evil cabal and now have magic powers and they're gonna fucking get him. culminates it, first of all it comes out of the three faces of fear he becomes the taskmaster it's the whole thing kevin sullivan very smartly goes you can't have kevin sullivan versus hulk hogan because it's like well clearly hulk hogan beat the piss out of him so they throw a bunch of monsters at him dungeon of doom initially then forms an alliance with arn anderson and rick flair z gangster uh and a wrestler called the final solution <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah the final solution how deep in a wrestling bubble are you we were like, oh, we need something scary. How about I can't the final? Remember if the three, if the triple stacked cage was, was that before? No, it was the yeah, the final solution, which was later obviously changed to the ultimate solution. That's right. Also, now I'm just looking over some people who are members of it, and uh, we got a lot of good names in here. Some highlights are... The Shark. Yeah. John Tenta changed his fucking tattoo because of this gimmick. Yeah, but that's not even close to the best one. Kamala. Yeti. Yep. Conan. Hugh Morris. Yep. King Curtis is the Dungeon Master. Loch Ness. Loch Ness! That was Giant Haystacks. It was either Big Daddy or Giant Haystacks. Braun the Leprechaun. Oh, no. I don't even remember Braun the Leprechaun. I don't think anyone does. I don't think anyone remembers who Braun the Leprechaun is. Get me Braun the Leprechaun. He oh was God. He was billed at 5'10. He was just like a kind of Oh my god. No, this was this You know who Braun the Leprechaun was? He was Sarge. 
He was Sarge. What? He was yeah, the was guy. Sarge. The guy, who, the guy who ran the fucking power plant. Of course it was. Because that's how in a wrestling bubble they used to be, is that a guy who's like 5'6", who's like, look how fucking short he is. He's yeah. a... M- you creepy yeah. <laughs> get away your magic and then also which iteration of Brutus beefcake was in the dungeon of doom because there was a few was this zodiac was he yeah, the Zo- zodiac he was zodiac at this point that was the original dungeon of doom dungeon of doom eventually added uh, when they started to be more realistic hugh morris conan briefly joined the dungeon of doom big bubba rogers joined the dungeon of doom yeah jacqueline was in it they, oh, yeah. they did launch the uh, Faces of Fear with Ming and the Barbarian. Still, I think one of the most underrated tag teams of all time, just because they looked so fucking cool, John. And they were so fucking, like, Ming, they were so clearly scarier than everyone else, yeah. too. Like, oh, there's, yeah. Ming's the only one where you're like, that guy was a badass in a bar. And it was like, yeah. who's challenging that guy to a fight? Who? It's like, you know, Ming who is also great because he was booked strong because he was good at actually fighting. Yeah, he was booked strong because he one time bit a man's nose off. <laughs> yep in new jersey bit a man's nose off here's the thing with that story still unclear why he did <laughs> really bunch of different like it's everything from like ming fucked his wife said something about the business criticized hulk hogan like there's a bunch of different sides of it because it's one of those stories where like i was there everyone was there and they was like no you weren't all you couldn't have all been there or it would have been gene okerlund's nose <laughs> now dungeon of doom happens now can you look this up? Because I always get this timeline fucked up. The triple stack cage, that's uncensored 96? Yeah, that would be uncensored 96. Because mm-hmm. uncensored 95 is the strap match. Okay. Now, wait a minute. Are you talking about the doomsday cage match? Yeah. That was... So that's, yeah, early 96, he reformed the mega powers at uncensored. Yeah. He reforms the mega powers with Roger Man, Randy Savage. If yeah, you, yeah, he reformed the Mega Powers with the guy who was in the Mega Powers, you fucking idiot. I'm letting everyone know. No. You're a fucking idiot, Stop John. It. Stop shouting. Stop shouting now. Why? Because I have neighbors, goddammit. Oh, it's 7 p.m. The neighbors need to sleep. Yeah, they no, do. they don't. They work nights. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. You don't know? Oh, you know the neighbors so well, John. <laughs> don't I you? do. I no, told you, you to a do- Doomsday ch- Cage match so I can ruin you. This is the Doomsday oh, Cage Doomsday. match. Oh, Doomsday. Here's be Doomsday for John. Bunch of girls naked. Nope. Yes. Uh, Didn't count. Doesn't count. Doomsday cage match is two men versus eight guys, and they win quite handily. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Very little trouble. Very little trouble beating eight different men. Yes, but, and this is another thing where wrestling is changing because you get, right now you're thinking about what ECW is doing. Oh my God, 1996 ECW. So ECW is literally revolutionizing the business. In the Fed, they're like, we're in trouble. And in WCW, they were like, put another room on the cage so Kevin Sullivan <laughs> can have a barca lounger. And then, yeah. And then you you look at what ECW is doing uh, with... What would 96 have been? 96 would have been right in the heat of Taz and Sabu. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, built, that's the beginning yeah, of the... the beginning the, of that fucking crazy great build. And then, yeah cage match yeah. where randy okay, savage nine, punches punches out kamala okay yeah, <laughs> just nine, needs to nine, punch yeah, him 96 in ecw sandman is smoking two cigarettes and calling his son a cunt <laughs> macho man randy savage is fighting magic with his buddy hulk hogan yeah by the way this then leads it back into a macho man rick flair feud which is if you read uh, death of wcw is credited with reviving 
is starting the ratings build back up. This is the first time that they start actually beating Raw in numbers. Nitro has debuted. Keep in mind, Nitro at the beginning was such a bag of shit show before the NWO that like they were doing the like everyone goes oh Dungeon of Doom angle that must have been before Nitro. That's what they built to in Nitro. That was their big thing of like we're going against the Fed. What do they have? Excellent wrestling. What do we have? Fantasy. Un <laughs> un. <laughs> <laughs> A believable fantasy. We have, we have the X Factor of the unknown. <laughs> now, That's terrifying. let's discuss Andre the Giant's son. The Giant debuts as the Dungeon of Doom's next weapon. How does Hogan know? Well, because he has the same shirt as Andre the Giant. Well, here's the... And it leads to the greatest match of all time. Machine versus machine, man versus man. <laughs> Where Hulk Hogan kills a man by throwing him off a building. That's an act. Our friend Rob was there. That was the first wrestling match he ever saw. No, he couldn't. No, if he was at the Hogan, if he was at the Hogan Flair, he was at Hogan Giant. If he was at, at was Cobo he, Hall, when was he at Hogan? Fla- which Rob? Are we talking about Maylox? Yeah, we're talking about Rob Mayu. So was he at the? Was he at the first Halloween Havoc that was? Uh, Flair Hogan, because you said earlier he was at that one. Or no, I I, me- I mixed them up because that was uh he saw the giant get thrown off Cobo Hall because they were both at Cobo Hall. They no, they were both at the other place in Detroit, and then they went to Cobo Hall. Yeah, and they had a fucking he. I remember the set. I um, maybe I have to look up where that is, but it was. I remember him being like, yeah, I, the first time I went to wrestling, it was like, I was like seven and I saw the giant get thrown off Kobo Hall. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking amazing. This is the best. Ah! <laughs> the giant gets thrown off Kobo Hall. And doesn't die. Comes back to win the title in the most ridiculous fashion possible. I remember them starting out the giant and me being like, oh, that guy's cool. And then looking back, it's like, he wins the title via, via disqualification because Hulk Hogan will never lose the fucking belt just on his back. Yeah, of course not. Why would I Why would I lose fairly to someone who deserves to win based on size and power? <laughs> um, also, by the way, that Halloween Havoc is also the debut of the Yeti. Yes, it is. Where they have the double drain Hulk Hogan power uh, bear hug. Where uh, Tony Giovanni keeps going, Yeti! Yeti! Jesus Christ. Yeah, the Yeti comes it's out. If you have, don't. If you, uh, yeah, if, you're, if you can't, uh, maybe you're on a crowded tube, but you never heard of the Yeti. Imagine the, a mummy. Covered like a in. mummy from, uh, like, yeah, just from like a horror movie in the 50s, and then stop imagining anything. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's literally toilet paper, man. Get the fuck out there. Hogan, it's Reese from the Flock, by the way, who's who portrayed the Yeti. Yeah, because we needed that IMDb update. Thanks, tips. People tips? don't do that enough. You ever, uh, you ever did that? No. You never saw when you were a kid. And people never were like, uh, yeah, thanks, tips. No. When they correct, when corrected someone. No. I wasn't a bully. Like oh, you. thanks, tips. That was you. You were a bully. Tips. Your tips, that's You're a bully. bad. How would you tell the listeners about how you used to write fuck on tests when you were 11? Yeah. Because people need to know I'm fucking cool. <laughs> They'd be like, are you finished your test? I'm like, almost. Just a couple tokes left. I smoked my test. <laughs> I rolled up weed in my test and now I'm smoking it. Teachers were like, oh, sick. Do you want to fuck my wife? <laughs> I'm like, is your wife as ugly as you, you stupid fuck? And he'd be like, no, she's actually hot. And then I fuck his wife while smoking weed when I rolled up 
passing the test, John. And I'd finger a bunch of chicks, and I was four. <laughs> I was four, and I was fingering grown women. You're the ni- grown women I was fingering because I never had sex with an underage woman in my life, <laughs> even when I was underage. Do you want to have sex? We're both 13. That's gross. You're not of age. Um, Please, so. someone respect me and book me for a comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> Please, me and John. Me and John need this to be working out better than it is. It's doing pretty well. We're getting better. Well, it's listen- doing good, but it's not doing great, John. <laughs> it's doing better than your former podcast, The Sporty Boys, which everyone can go listen <laughs> oh, to. Oh, yeah, The Sporty Boys. <laughs> <laughs> the Sport. And then the Graham K, who I did that podcast with, changed it to The Sport Bras. Oh, by the way. Because uh, was- he loves puns. That man I- loves a pun. Comedy by the Grams as well. Oh. <laughs> what a queef. <laughs> All right, so attacked the integrity of the wrestling world by turning heel in 1997. And we're going to get to Hulk Hogan in the NWO after the break. Ooh, what a break we're having. That was such a good episode of the Wrestler Review again. Ladies and gentlemen, please rate and subscribe to the Wrestler Review. Of course, we also want to review it. Please review our podcast for the love of fucking Christ. And also, guys, give us some money. Not with a Patreon. Nope. Or some sort of naughty Amazon link. We don't want you to give us money for a goddamn nothing, right? Here's what we want you guys to do. We both have comedy albums. Please buy those comedy albums on our website, thejohnhastings.com. That is John's website. And dylanagot.com. The A is for awesome. I'm an awesome guy. dylanagot.com, thejohnhastings.com. Please buy our comedy albums. We love you. Please make love to us in our beds while we're naked. The A is for Atherton. This is the most pivotal part of Hulk Hogan's career. We're back from the break. We're talking about the NWO turn. Did Hogan want No, we're not. Oh, okay. What are we going to talk about? Pasta mania, like I said. (laughs) Do you think he would have gotten to Penne if he had given the time? um, Do you think they would have called it... You've been penned in the middle of the ring. Whoa! <laughs> Do you think that they would have claimed with the PWO, the Pastor World Order? Do you think that was one of the original ideas? <laughs> Do you think that he wanted to make sure that on the menu uh, was the big lasagna, lasagna That's drop? That's good. <laughs> That's good. So he was down to a. Uh, he was down to a much, much reduced schedule. Um, and then, as we all know, Bash at the Beach, 1996, Hulk Hogan comes down. A lot of people say uh, things like, uh, first of all, they say, Dylan, very nice body. You secondly, have a lovely body. Thank you. Uh, secondly, they say, uh, Heenan, like you've said this before, Heenan almost fucked up the NWO turn or the Hulk Hogan turn because. What's he doing here? Yeah, but that's Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah, just don't say fuck all. Say fucking nothing. Are you sitting on my laptop? But whose side is he on is great. This, but it's Bobby Heenan. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's ludicrous to say, no, it's- obviously Hulk Hogan is coming out and he's going to look like it's going to help. And then whoever the third man is is going to come in and is it going to attack help. Him? Yeah. Right. What's interesting is Hogan didn't want to do it. Hogan decided the day before and the backup was going to be Sting. Yes. And how they were going to do it was it was going to be Hogan in the middle of the ring possibly taking a uh, sting move yeah sting also didn't want to do it everyone thought this was a terrible idea except for three people hall of four people hall nash 
um, Bischoff, Bischoff, and Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. This is when Kevin Sullivan had the book the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has not really been corroborated by. That's anyone. very interesting because Kevin Sullivan having the book the first time, and then you get all these people like basically Bischoff just takes all the credit for mm-hmm. the NWO himself. He certainly does. And because w- I was always said. Kevin Sullivan, for a guy that creative, only gets shit on. Because he's the guy who made up Satan, like basically the Satanist character effectively in pro wrestling. And uh, I just felt, I always felt like, how come I only hear negative shit about this guy? Well, it's because, it's again, he's a territory guy. He stayed way longer in the NWA than he should have. And he's someone that never had a Fed run. So he gets painted with that end of WCW brush. You got to remember, he was effectively, he was their booker after the booking committee dissolved. Until mid ninety seven, and then he left yeah. because he was like he wanted to try and save his marriage with um, Nancy. Nancy. He briefly was going to go. He briefly was going to go to ECW mm-hmm. to be with her, but she just, she didn't want him to, so he stayed away. All that sort of stuff. So, um, so he lives in mid ninety seven, which is basically when I they should have wrapped up. Mid ninety eight, he left for a, a spell. Yeah, and then shit got terrible. He was well, yeah, but it's hard like to make stuff effective when you do have Hogan with a creative control contract, and then. But what's interesting? It's kind of like once that's on the menu, as Chris Rock would say, then people with as much play in the company as Hulk Hogan, like a guy like Nash or Hall. Um, like the basically the people who make that sounds weird, but the key players in the NWO all have pretty much the same sway as Hogan at a point. Well, the problem also was is this: they were actually the NWO angle built beautifully to that Starcade with Sting. The only issue and the the first time they stumbled, yes, and they fell was oh we're skipping a bunch. Is not having Sting Sting win clean. That was them trying to get a schmoz. They didn't feel Sting was ready. I disagree entirely. Have Sting lose the belt the next night. Sting needs to have his hand raised, and Hogan needs to run out of the building. Check this out, though. I'm checking. I have a conspiracy theory. Are you ready to hear it? I love wrestling review conspiracy theories by Hot Boys. Okay, then be ready for this. Nick Patrick was the referee for that match, right? Correct. He is the son of uh, one of the assassins. Correct. Joey Hamilton. I'm really excited to see what Joey this is Hamilton going. was a very good professional wrestler. Yes. And had enough sway within the NWO organization and basically was so well respected that he could, by his word, get his son a job. Yeah. His son is a fucking moron. I think <laughs> they legitimately, because he used to get great assignments, Nick Patrick did. I think that he legitimately told Nick Patrick to count fast. He either A, forgot, or B, thinks that everything is fast as something else and just didn't count fast. That's exactly what did happen. But what I'm saying But is people say, like, because I think it's more, I think it's kind of sounds weird, but people uh, think that the conspiracy theory is so wide that Hogan, like, paid off Nick Patrick to do that. No. So wide that I think that it is conspiratorial to say no someone's just that fucking dumb I, because we've all worked with people who are that fucking dumb absolutely and, absolutely and and wcw is the kind of business where communication is so bad that a guy like that could still be the most relied on referee i not only a bit i 100 percent you got agree. served um i agree with that that's skipping ahead 
Let's just no, qu- it's not. Let's just quickly go back. So Hogan turns. Okay, let's go back. Hulk Hogan started in the AWA. <laughs> <laughs> High five me, but on my dick. But you're instead of using your hand, use your mouth. Two mushrooms touching. Yeah, that's what our weenies are. Um, Hogan with Holland Nash. It's so fucking good. I remember when this. It happened. is great. You want know it is great. You want to? I'm sorry to cut you off, but you know what I think is because uh, I, I want to speak on this a bit. It's. The shitty older guy with the shitty younger guy yeah. and the friends. It's the exact, in a weird way, it's exactly what. It's the bully group of every small town. They have the yeah. Guy, they have it's the, what it's Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, Hogan's Ron Perlman. Even they look that way. Yeah, Ron Perlman, and then I don't know the other guys' names. I didn't watch it. I'm not white fucking trash. Yeah, Sons of Anarchy. If you like white, if you like Sons first of- episode, great. Rest of show makes no logical <laughs> sense in terms of oh, and telling the people a story. trying to say and people trying to fucking save it, but like actually, it was based on Hamlet. Oh, yes, like, it was. You know what else was. is based on Hamlet? Fucking uh, shut up. Yeah, you know what else is based on Hamlet? Strange Brew. You should have watched that every day that you were watching Sons of Anarchy instead. If you base something on Hamlet, you're a fucking nerd. Yeah, you're a fucking noob. Also, Hamlet's great, and I have a theater degree, and I can go through it piece by piece at the parts that they kept from Hamlet, and they kept all the bad stuff and none of the good stuff. What was the good stuff? Good stuff. Woman dies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Trump. (laughs) Trump. 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 Uh, Okay. Yeah. The, The original three is so good. So good, and they should never have added more people. Okay. They should never have added more people. Also, I really wish... Here's why I think they fucked up. Okay, but before you make that point, can I make the point that the original NWO shirt that had, for no reason at all, the Terminator on it was my favorite, and I wish I could get one. Original NWO the shirt original with The original NWO shirt had the Terminator on it. That's terrifying. Original NWO shirt had the Terminator on it? Yeah. All right, I'll be looking then. Uh, I'll just post that in um, the, other the episode that, link. The other thing that's also great is that Hulk Hogan... Even though he's supposed to be a bad guy, everyone else's heels attire is like t-shirt jeans, Hulk Hogan, cowboy boots, weightlifting belt, tights. Weightlifting belt works great for being a heel. Because that's why I didn't like it. Weightlifting belt to be a babyface. I like weightlifting belt to be a heel because he fucking whips people that shit. Yeah. And also, I don't think that those were cowboy boots. They seemed like rain boots. They started they started as cowboy boots, but oh. they do go to rain boots. You are correct. I wish I could get Hulk Hogan rain boots. Oh, oh my god. And his tights had lightning on them, which of I co- liked. And it said Hollywood at the back. Oh, it was everything. And Gene Okerlund this is Gene Okerlund at the height of his like, I can't believe you're behaving this way, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hulk. T- Terry. Yeah. Terry, please. Yeah, like and by the way. You're not shocking Gene Okerlund. Gene Okerlund is known in the wrestling industry as he's the drunkest of us all, which is like saying he's got the biggest dick of all the porn stars. Like, you <laughs> you want a competition. Yeah. If you drink more than carnies, yeah. dear you, wait, God. You, first of all, you drink more than carnies that are professional athletes that are five times your size, and you're still like, I'll have another whiskey, and let me tell you a story about that trollop. Uh, 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 what the fuck is that? Missy Hyatt. She didn't want to have a threesome with me in 1997. <laughs> and that's why her mom's dead. <laughs> um, All right. This oh, is the best. The Beats the Giant at Hogwild, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, John's mom's nickname. <laughs> oh, Hogwild Hastings. And, uh, that's what they call her, by Hogwild Hastings. Mom's not, not, his name is not Hastings. She's been through a divorce. Now, 
Uh, what's also important about note about the Hogwild? Yuchensky. Hogwild Yuchensky. You guessed it. Uh, the notable thing about the Hogwild pay-per-view is also when you can, on the pay-per-view, supposedly hear a lot of the people attending call Harlem Heat some words. What? <laughs> That's supposedly. No. Supposedly, Harlem no. Heat were like walked I'm back. I'm saying no because I don't believe it. I'm saying no because it probably happened. Yeah. You're in Sturgis, South Dakota during a motor... What the fucking... <laughs> whoa! What a, there's fucking two of them! You day I've heard of the Midnight Express, but they're just <laughs> ridiculous! Um, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Like, the, stu- the Steiners get the biggest cheer of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like... Because they come out just kicking Jacqueline. <laughs> just, Jacqueline is yeah. not managing them at that point. It's yeah. Colonel Tom Parker. Um, well, Hogan wins the belt back from the giant. They spray paint the belt. Who brings out the spray paint, Dylan? Can you tell me? Dennis Rodman. No, you fucking idiot. Bruce Teddy. the Barber Beefcake makes another fucking appearance. <laughs> <laughs> and in the, by the way, the best moment of the NWO is he comes out. And he goes, ah, uh, oh, Hogan, I'm so excited. It's your birthday. He's wearing an NWO shirt. It's clear he's supposed to be the fourth man. And Hogan's like, that's so great. Thank you so much. And he's like, it's my birthday. Got you a present. And him, Hall, and Nash beat the fuck out of <laughs> As well as Hogan in the microphone goes, get him, boys. Get him, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and it is the best. And that's exactly what they should have done is they should have teased new members. Any new member should have just been a WWF guy. Like the addition of Sean Waltman. yes. Please. Well, it's good too because the addition it's of fifteen more people. Fuck yourself. No, there's people that work and people that don't. Um, we'll we'll stop uh, the chronological thing right now just to talk about the people that work, people that don't. Uh, because I think the base of it is essentially you want it to seem like a like a gang of hoods. Yeah. With an old guy controlling it, so everyone, uh, everyone. People shouldn't be visibly older or even approaching the same age as Hulk Hogan. So, like, you want Hogan, right? Hogan, obviously, Hall Nash, great. Waltman, great. Conan, great. I'm going to go with you there. Bagwell, great. Absolutely. Uh, here's a here's a fucking. I just thought Bagwell is like he's mm-hmm. so muscular, but he's still the shitty guy who'd be like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> kick him, boys, kick him. We, <laughs> we got him. Why? Because I fuck women for men. I mean, <laughs> I got a top hat. Uh, another one that I love, Vincent. No, Scott Norton. Yes, Scott Norton. Okay. Yeah, Scott Norton. Yeah, and here's why. If you, if Vince, you need a big guy for someone is, to just throw out of the way and it'd be impressive. If Vince hadn't fucked up, if Vince hadn't fucked up their plans and they had gotten Davy Boy Smith like they were supposed to, because Davy the original plan was Davy Boy Smith was going to interfere in the match with the Giant and power slam Paul White, and that's how Hogan was going to win. Okay, and it was going to be like this crazy like what the fuck. Uh huh. Um, but Hogan or but Vince was like. I don't know where your termination papers went. Fuck you, pillhead. <laughs> hey, pillhead. My dick, your mouth, anytime I want. Yeah, exactly. You wear jeans now, and your theme song's dogs barking with weird noise. Yeah, you're gonna. You're <laughs> gonna <laughs> that's even before this. This is this is this is Camp Cornet time. This is right after he worked with Shawn Michaels. Ooh. Uh, so you got to remember, Michaels. at this time, some of the WWF guys still didn't have contracts. They were on handshake development yeah. deals. 
including people like Davy Boy Smith and well, that's how the Rick Rude thing happened, yeah. That's how the Rick Rude thing happened. That's how a bunch of them happened. Here's a bunch of the people that sh- and Ted DiBiase. I'm also cool with because it explained where they got their money. Yeah, I suppose, but I didn't really like. I didn't really. I, I could, don't like him being connected to anyone. He's. Few, I don't like it. Like something like people might not understand if you didn't live through it. I remember this was reported on the news. Oh my it god! It was on the ticker. Like it was on. That was not. It like, was fucking. They didn't everywhere. stop. They were like, and the weather and Hulk Hogan is a bad guy now. They, but in Canada, in like they had like a news channel and they just have general things like. Mm. The Peru is doing this with their economy or something like that to stimulate it. Yeah, and it was like Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Yeah, Hulk Hogan's a bad guy now. That was like a thing. Um, not only that, like it went everywhere. The when the NWO attacked, uh, when they were doing a taping at the w- spray painting of the belt, which like the no, spray no, no, painting no, no. of the belt. The, the spray painting of the belt was amazing. When they first appeared, when they were doing a nitro taping at Disney, and they were in plain clothes, walking in the back with just a single camera while the show was going on, beating yeah. up people. One of the things they did do was throw. Rey Mysterio, they pick him up and throw him into a wall. And if you want to know how fucking amazing Rey Mysterio is, you can kind of see him use his hands, but like he does it, blocks it, gets it out of the way, and fucking falls down amazingly. Yeah. And that wasn't what's supposed to happen. They were supposed to throw him through a window, and they didn't. At the last minute, really? they were like, that's a bad idea. Let's just do the wall. And he was like, yeah, I would prefer not to go through the window. <laughs> Yeah, I'm they called, much bigger than me, and I want to choose where my body goes. And they called the fucking cops. The fucking SWAT team showed up because they thought yeah. there was a gang. Yeah. And, and uh, there was, man. Yeah. Yeah. The bad, is he- bad is just a rad, and it's here to stay. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did we... We didn't... Here's the thing about the NWO spray painting the belt, though. At a certain point, wouldn't you just have an NWO belt? No. I like it because they've taken over. They're controlling the belt. The original thing in the storyline, which line, makes by a lot way, better as a as a short term angle, because they do they do weird detours like Luger beats Hogan for the belt on a Nitro, and then like five days later, Luger loses the belt. And I remember watching Luger win the belt off Hogan. I'm like, holy shit! I guess this is like a big thing now. Now that's that's crazy. Blah blah blah. And then he lost it back to him really quickly. And I just kind of like, what's the fucking point? That was apparently done as a. Hogan literally, because by the way, they like the locker room got super divided and was like, "This Hogan guy can fuck off," which they always had been. Yeah, because it's essentially the NW. You have to remember, like all the office staff and stuff like that are the Crockett family. Yeah, like the travel agent is what, what is like the, is Jim Crockett's sister or some shit. Like they're all old school NWA. And they must resent the fact that the guy that put them out of bit, like the guy who literally was like, was the they basically they hired. They bought the gun that shot them in the face. Yeah, they bought they bought the gun that killed their mommy. Yeah, and now and fuck he's part of. I'm just like I would say the after the Montreal screw job, the most talked about angle in the history of modern wrestling, and yeah. probably number two, probably tied with Vince McMahon, Steve Austin in terms of the most profitable angle angle in history. Like they. Like in terms of mainstream media attention, they got was fucking insane. Those NWO shirts turned up fucking everywhere. Yes. The one thing that they did do that Vince would never do, never did, which is they they did a literally a year long storyline of Sting is gonna be the is the WCW guy to beat Hogan. That's clear. Yeah. They built to that so fucking well. They did a Nitro that I didn't stop watching because they were like in the last segment, 
Sting and Hogan are signing a con. No, in the break of that's what it was. In the break of a movie starring Hulk Hogan about being a bounty hunter with Carl Weathers, they're signing <laughs> the contract between Sting and Hogan. That was a great thing too because I watched an old Nitro where. Uh, like right in the heat of the NWO starting and Tony Schiavone, they would because they were still doing these TNT TV movies with Hogan, Hogan like made for TV movies. So he'd be like, "Well, he's a dastardly villain, but you got to admit that's a good movie." <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, they would. Always- you got to admit. I mean, I want to see what happens with Kevin Costner and Hulk Hogan underwater. Yeah, say what you want, but him and Tom Selleck in Love Dreams, a horse story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, Tom Selleck. Uh, they he paid rent apparently to stay in one of my friend's houses in Halifax filming like a western out there and was such a fucking cock <laughs> and everyone was so mad at him because he was just like uh, I gave you the money now don't talk to me people were like bro it's 1998 and you're Tom Selleck go fuck yourself yeah. hey. I don't even want to talk to your faggot face anyway Blue I'm Blood- gonna that out <laughs> <laughs> Blue Bloods is a decade away mustache now, <laughs> yeah exactly bud nope. we're going to the fucking liquor dome and you're gonna fucking tell me a story <laughs> about- how about this you're gonna fucking everyone's gonna think you're fucking gay at the dome so you're gonna get fucking tuned up yeah you got a tash and you're old and we're going to where young <laughs> pussy is grandpa <laughs> We're going to go fuck some 17-year-olds because we only started our 30s. How does that feel? <laughs> Just oh, start in my 30s? You I know, want you all gotta... of you to know that that is an accurate depiction of the citizens Me. of Halifax. And if any of you disagree, be aware that Halifax is a toilet and I hate all of you. Oh, I love Halifax. No, you like drinking and it having to be totally cool. Mm, yeah. So do I. I like that as well. I like any place where someone told me that one of our friends got... Uh, sucker punched in a club yeah and then uh a guy from halifax was like oh yeah that's uh we do that <laughs> we have a sport we sucker punch tourists the same that's <laughs> he's the not from here same, yeah. <laughs> that same guy was called a homophobic epithet and when he reported it to another friend of ours like yeah look at your jacket <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got a nice jacket that's what it was he was like yeah. your jacket's too nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah you shouldn't be wearing nice clothes out here so they, they take these little uh, detours. Obviously, we're heading towards Starcade. Uh, and then we're Sting and the I think the beginning of the end, which was the deb- the debut of Bret Hart. Debut of Bret Hart, but also before we get there, the use of Dennis Rodman two years in a row, mind you. Here's the weird thing about this, and uh, what I did kind of like about the NWO, um, and it's something that like the Fed would never let them do is basically Hogan. Since he has creative control, he was like, Dennis. I think Dennis Rodman also was like, I'm going to be in the NWO because why wouldn't I be? Yeah. And uh, he comes out with Dennis Rodman in Chicago. In? And they've just won the NBA title. Like, how are you going to. Why? The NWO. This is not a heel group. This is. This is no, it transcends. It was fucking crazy. Like, and keep in mind, the way they got Carl Malone is. D- DDP was flown in to watch a jazz game, and in the middle of the game, Carl Malone gave him the diamond cutter sign. Like, really? The fucking WCW was so fucking. Because you got to remember, it's like, for, yeah, let's say for six years, they were shit after Cro- Ted Turner bought it from Crockett. Like, it was yeah. unapologetically. There were, no, there were really sweaty. good. There, was there were really, really good, good stuff. Like, months. Overall, though, there was some. Horrific shit. I don't know, man. Vader Sting was great. 
Yeah, but what's the if rest someone of the could have massaged Bill Watts on the issues of well, number one, of course, Ugh. race? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and number two, his excuse, by the way, is one of the better racists' excuses. How can I hate Jews? My savior was a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis a, on was. That's a man right there. <laughs> yeah. The Bill Watts episode is going to be fat. That'll be a longie because there's a lot to it. Yeah. There's well, I mean, at least six hours on him as a wrestler. Oh, yeah. And only my name's Cowboy. My finish is a punch. The only other move I do is a punch. <laughs> Anybody who does punch is a sissy. The way they build that match, that was everywhere. I remember that first match, they were literally on Howard Stern all the time when Howard Stern had his CBS show that was competing with fucking SNL, I think. Dennis Rodman in 1996 was... No, this is 97. You fucking idiot. 96 NWO happens. By 1997, it's, it's Rodman. How much do you want to bet? How much do you want to bet? I know like, this is the only thing I know. <laughs> it's the only thing you I know. I have forgotten girlfriends, and I can tell you the chronological order of the NWO saga. You're a bitch. You're, You're a, a fucking bitch. I was going to say- Because there are two Rodman matches, 97 and 98. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I'm gonna, I was, all I was going to say is, Dennis Rodman, the most famous athlete in the world, is on his team- they have just broken a record for best basketball team ever. Yeah. And he's like one of the more famous athletes because he got married dressed as a woman. He is one of the most controversial athletes. People of all time. do not like that because it's 1997. They are basically I'm calling me gay on television. I'm pretty sure. Oh, they keep calling him the worm. Yeah. He's the exotic one. Yeah, they call him the exotic one. Um, and then basically. He's married to Carmel Electra. People are like, I can't see what they see in that sissy bitch. Yeah. I mean, on the court, he's tough, but I mean, he's a bitch. But it's also He's crazy. a big, stupid bitch. Like, he would be a Hall of Famer without ever being on Jordan's team. And then he was on, like, that was the only time I He cared. was great. He was one of the best. He was like, if you follow basketball, he was one of the best, uh, like, Rebound. defenders and rebounders ever. He still has the, doesn't he still have records in that department? I think, like, yeah, a bunch but, of Jordan's records have been beaten, and no one has beaten... A man who has later been like, not only was I drunk the entire time, I was also doing drugs with your mom. Why? Because I'm not gay and you are. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn right. Um, so Sting wins the title at Starcade. man called the Spick. Also, remember, he was called the Disgrace by Donald Trump. So, uh, Sting? No, Dennis Rodman. Why? Because he was on The Celebrity Apprentice, and instead of doing anything, he just went and got drunk with Tom Green. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a man right there. <laughs> that guy does not... Does he fuck around, Dylan? The answer is absolutely not. <laughs> so Sting wins the title, effectively takes a big leg from Hulk Hogan. Nick Patrick counts the fall at an extremely normal rate. He's apparently supposed to count it fast. Bret Hart comes into the ring oh, and says, and the, this is, no, that was fast. That's not what he does. Okay. You, that's audible. This is what he does because the microphone only turns on halfway through. Yeah. This isn't gonna happen again. <laughs> and then he punches his fucking wife in the stomach. It's an abortion thing. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Donate to the ACLU. Can we go back and just talk about the wrestling that happened in the Dennis Rodman matches? Yes. Um, before we just de we go through the Sting match. How long were those matches still? Let's see if you remember. Five minutes. One is 45 minutes long. What? Yeah. They are super long. 45 minutes? Hogan wanted to go an hour. You know why, though? Um, they talk about this in the Jericho podcast, uh, him and Hogan do. But, like, 
because later, obviously, we're ruining this, but he does the Jay Leno match. I mean, I think we can skirt over the Jay Leno match. Yeah, it was but, a bad idea, but you know what? Hogan he Hogan loves- got what he wanted out of it because basically Jay Leno has him in a top wrist lock for a minute. Yeah. And then Jericho says, like, what the fuck is... Do- Hogan won't sell for anyone and he's selling for Jay Leno. And then, of course, like the cover of every magazine is Jay Leno. Yeah. Because he was like, he just basically... Stood there, still framed for a minute, being like, is everyone taking a picture? Okay, now we can move on for the match. That's exactly... Like, he's a brilliant person of getting his fucking name out there. And it's the reason why he's still recognizable as the face of wrestling to this day. And why, if it doesn't happen this WrestleMania, it'll happen next WrestleMania, and he'll come out and be back in the fold of the Fed. Like, don't think he won't be. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, we are recording this uh, as of the Monday Night Raw after the Royal Rumble, but ha- but Paul Heyman said that uh, just dropped his name with Andre the Giant in a promo, and that is not a fucking mistake. That was approved. He'll be back at WrestleMania, probably. Yeah, he'll come out at WrestleMania. Yeah. What I hope is they do Kurt Angle versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania in a neither of these people should be wrestling, but for very different reasons match. And their wives do a run-in and get all their money? No, they already have all their money. Uh, I don't know if Karen Angle got all the money because she just remarried Kevin Jer- or Jeff Jarrett. Also, by the way, Global Force Wrestling has been turned into a Ponzi scheme or uh, a pyramid sc- uh, scheme or something like that. Yeah, I heard about that. It's fucking great. <laughs> I love Jeff Jarrett. He's a scumbag. Anyway. J-E-double-F. I got your money and the pussy you like. J- yeah. <laughs> Ooh. The figure four is my dick because it's four inches long, but your wife seemed to like it. So they do a rematch on the Nitro and uh, then vacate the title because why would you have things just go smoothly? Oh, it's so fucking awful. This is really where they do it perfectly. They do the perfect, like, the... There is two... The uh, build through the... The two strongest characters are both good. Now one of them's bad. Oh my God, throw the universe into flux. The character who was uh, second strongest has gained his will back and has even learned a new trick because when Sting had the... No one had used the reverse DDT as a finisher. In North America. In North America, right? And it looked great. Uh, Sting, uh, goth boy, looked lovely in his coat. Who came up with the Sting Crow look? Me. Scott Hall. Me. Whole thing was Scott Hall's idea. Um, yeah, Scott Hall also uh, had the wolf pack. Like, oh my god, unsung. he was very smart in this whole thing. Here's the other thing with the Sting thing is everyone shits on the NWO Sting thing as like, how would we know? How would we know? N- explain another way that you get to where they needed to get to for this angle to work. They needed to have Sting out of the way, not fighting Hogan for a while, so he could just be evil and run through everybody. Yeah, and just be this observer. It's such a fucking great move because you're going. This is going to happen one day, obviously, but that time is not yet. It, NWO Sting is a great idea because it keeps Sting in your mind. Yeah, it's in his mind. They're mocking him constantly. They need it. The Roddy Piper comes in. First, they throw Savage at... Okay, let's just quickly go through all the people that he beats as champion before we get to Sting. Okay. Uh, beat Savage at Halloween Havoc. Mm-hmm. This is something that WCW that was great, which was they would continue on into Monday Nitro, so they would introduce something on the pay-per-view that would then be explained further on the show, mm-hmm. which is the pay-per-view ends with... So him and Bischoff are in the ring. By the way, Hogan wrestles most of that match in a blonde wig because now he has hair and it's the best. And sunglasses, <laughs> too. And uh, then uh, Macho Man loses in a weird decision because the giant interferes. Rowdy Piper comes out, and it's fucking crazy. Yeah. They then spend two and a half months building to 
uh, Rowdy Piper, Hogan at Starcade. At Starcade, Hogan loses, but it was a non-title, non-title match, match, which is fuck you. And then that's when they kick the Sting thing into fucking high gear, and he basically doesn't really defend because it was a non-sanctioned match. Was the other thing because they're like Rowdy Piper's too crazy to sanction a match. No, that's not why. It's Eric Bischoff uh, showed himself to be part of the NWO and to get the match signed. Um, Roddy had to do the contract himself and forgot to stipulate that it was a title match. That's how they did it. Basically being like, hey, Roddy Piper, you're a dumb fucking idiot. Biatch. They have a rematch at Super Bowl. That doesn't happen. At Uncensored, they do a uh, weird battle royal weird thing where Sting finally gets his hands on Hogan. That's when Rodman debuts. And uh, Sting comes from the rafters, points at fucking um, Hogan with the baseball bat and it's a fucking like what the fuck from there that's when they start the Sting build for real Hogan barely wrestles by the way because they also did stuff like Sting would come in and attack baby faces too like members of WCW so they're like whose side is he on whose side is he on oh it's all just so fucking awesome it was great and then culminating basically the start of 1998 is the start of the downfall because obviously Hulk Hogan as he has shown extent as he has shown for the last six years, will extend his fucking career. And goddammit, if he's not the strongest dude on your television, this is why, as I'm assuming we'll get into in part four, people were fucking wary about working with him, even the WWF, because he, as I addressed last week, he does get... he When the fucking push comes to shove, Hulk Hogan can fucking get himself over no matter what fucking era. No problem. He's just a fucking talented, great performer who for a man of his size probably can elicit the most sympathy like top three sympathetic um pro wrestlers ever with their facials and uh in he's six foot eight <laughs> you know what i mean like can you imagine feeling sympathy for braun Strowman? no because he can't fucking do it he just gives the same weird weightlifter look with whatever fucking uh movie's doing problem with those of braun Strowman is they got to get him out of that fucking gear because he just looks like a member of the wyatt family who's over here now although <laughs> I think he looks like a kind of, he looks like G.I. Joe, but from the woods. He looks like a survivalist. I agree, but then make him that. Make him a Ooh. Trump supporter. Make him Waylon Mercy. Thank you. Oh, that's, no, wait, that's already Bray Wyatt. That's already Bray Wyatt. Make him the soccer, Barry Windows. <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it. I, <laughs> what do you like, Barry? Hunting. All right, I guess you're a hunter. Cool. I don't know if you know I the story. Also, I like hunting. But that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I like hunting. I like Fig Newtons. Combine them and you get Barry Goddamn Window. Yeah. I, I go 60 minutes and all of it, you'll be wondering, why does that guy have hair only on the small of his back? Yeah. <laughs> it's all, but there's so much. It's a full head of human hair <laughs> just in the small of his back. He does have a lovely peacock's mane above his <laughs> asshole. So this is 98. Uh, the NWO has already started to jump the shark. You're getting like Vincent is in it, and like yes, they 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 wanted to make it. Like, dis- the NWO is a street game. Listen, gang, I don't. But li- why are you tucking your fucking shirt in? <laughs> I was about to Untuck your fucking shirt. And, but by the way, he's tucking in a sleeveless shirt for a long in the summer months. He's <laughs> that's funny. In a yes, that's shirt. funny. But he's wearing like. By the way. They, they make him, as the joke is, he's head of security. Why the fuck does Virgil still need money? That guy was on television for the better part of 20 years. It's insane. Well, maybe he maybe he fancied a drink or two. I don't even, like, but, like, who's drinking with Virgil? No one seems to be upset that he has no money, by the way. <laughs> he has, 
very, very like, how would you say? Nay, show me a- eye- like he has sad eyes. He has very sad eyes. <laughs> also, everyone in the company, show me a Vince. I don't think Vincent wrestled for four years. Also, I just looked at uh, the <laughs> re-looked at the Wikipedia article for uh, the New World Order. I would be shocked, shocked if the one on the Holocaust was this long. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody sat down. <laughs> Turned the lights off and fucking went to work for an, for hours on. <laughs> Do they have the specific dates of various members joining? Oh, they got it all. Oh yeah, they do. Let me. When they got it all? Uh, okay, so it's Brian Adams is the last significant member to join the NWO. This is when yes. it gets fucking awful. So basically, Hogan has the title back. Sting's now been deflated and is fucking stupid. And um. They're sp- they split. The other thing is that now they've lost, they've lost six who X Pac. Yeah, because so they lost him. Stop. Sorry. Why was I doing that? Why I was literally just making yeah, the, fidgety. the worst noise. Uh, so they've lost uh, Waltman. Why um, did they lose Waltman? Which is like, they lost Waltman in '98. Why? It's the best reason ever. Because Bischoff just didn't think they needed him. No. Oh no, it was leverage for Hall and Nash, wasn't it? It was Hall and Nash were like, maybe we'll go to the Fed, and he was like. Fuck you. He was like, I'm not negotiating uh, with uh, Sean Waltman until you guys sign. And they were like, what? And he was like, ah, fuck him, fire him. And they were not pleased. Of course not. It's part of the reason why they possibly no-showed at Starcade. The other reason was they just didn't want to lose. <laughs> and the other reason is they're making... This is also guaranteed contracts. Oh, this is the bad set of guaranteed contracts. It was just Where like, it's just like, oh, people can use this for leverage when they know our company is doing well. But it's entirely hinged on these. Like, here are the people that come in in 98 is, like, uh, Big Bubba Rogers comes in as Big Bubba Rogers, like... Oh, yeah. Trench coat which is exactly in the NWO. Then yeah. it goes to being Ray Trailer. Exactly what you don't need in a situation like this. No. Where, like, you don't need the old guy. Like, like I said, the Hogan's generation. They bring in Randy Savage and Dusty Rhodes. Like... Oh, yeah. The Dusty Rhodes one. The Dusty Rhodes one is ridiculous. That's Dusty Rhodes just being like, "Baby, I got the ha ha go through." The other, but the fucking Randy Savage thing is like the Randy Savage one was, and they shouldn't have had anybody in the angle because Savage took the fucking leg drop in the first place. Savage was literally the person they fucking turned on. It was because, by the way, it was thought like if you don't, you're not in the NWO. Bishop's not caring about you because Eric Bischoff basically, yeah went mad with power yes because it's in the business world he has turned he has turned a revenue sucking entity of the turner empire into something that was making tens if not hundreds of millions of dollars in combined revenue in a few like he basically took power in 94 yeah and things had turned around by 96 yeah they made a dollar in 95. Like he had them in the black within a year and had them being a huge revenue source for three years. Like he made them a shit fuck ton. Of- Part of the reason why Eric Bischoff is a lovely man now is he w- he did all that. It started to fail. They fired him. And part of the firing was he was being paid a huge amount of bonus of Turner stock. And they were like, you got to liquidate that now. And he was like, oh no. And like got a fucking golden pair, everything. Like he was a high level fucking production executive. It was, it's fucking amazing. He just made a lot of bad errors 
towards the end and it was that of letting the nwo expand and that was just fucking that was hogan more but than that was else. the brand of the company really like what how are you gonna eliminate like yes it is a, a big storyline but it's not a movie like you have to do a you can't rest on your laurels like oh fuck that nwo storyline was great because like what is supposed to happen at starcade because you're you basically have now scheduled out and remember this this is as the rock is getting his legs Stone Cold is charging as well. Like, Stone Cold's off and running. We Not off and running, sorry. No, no, no. So, basically, NWO peaks end of 97, and that's when the Fed's like, and they're we crossing. strike. Like, if it's a, gra- if it's a graph, they're this crossing. Is, yeah, this is where they cross, and the fucking Fed goes fucking ape shit. Like, yeah. And because they make a bunch of errors. Like, for example, letting fucking Sean Waltman go without a fucking do not compete. Because Sean Waltman literally left healed up and showed up on fucking Raw. Yeah, as the newest member of DX right after WrestleMania. Right after WrestleMania, right after Shawn Michaels left, and they have him come out and be like, the only reason fucking Kevin Nash and Scott Hall aren't here is because Eric Bischoff's holding them fucking hostage, and everyone was like, what? <laughs> that also caused huge dissent in the fucking um, lock air room because they were like, what the fuck? Why are you fucking letting him? Like, it was just huge problems for fucking Bischoff with all the other troops because you have to remember like Hogan's barely there like if you watch WCW he's referred to a lot yeah he'll come out and do a segment that guy wrestles five times a year at times because he's still on a per appearance yeah like we mentioned in the first half he's, he's still on a per appearance he's $300,000 and now you think about that in 1994 terms it's much more acceptable to have like what is an appearance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what is, a, what is a Hulk Hogan appearance? Because it's perfectly fine to, in 1994, do one angle at the start, maybe, of the month. Yeah. And pay-per-views are also not monthly. Uh, they start being monthly pretty quick in, uh, after 94, <laughs> but you're, I'm, I'm, going, I'm, I'm walking with you down this primrose path to Ooh, yeah. fucking You can have a 10. Hulk Hogan on television two times a month and be fine to sell a pay-per-view. It's not now in 1997 with the with the ratings war. They want him on TV as much as possible, and he's still on a per appearance. If Hulk Hogan by the numbers, like obviously maybe they're not honest because like who like I don't know whatever like. But if that's to believed, and you want to have Hulk Hogan on TV four times plus a pay per view, you just 1.5 million dollars. Jesus Christ! Right. That's but that's what it is. So obviously he's dipping in and out. Um, they do have a great one B in Nash and Hall, and but Nash and Hall obviously know and also they're by the worth way, of the company. Because and Nash and Hall are not fucking. What the fuck did I just kick? Because the not, NWO without Nash and Hall leave, and then it's just Hulk Hogan, and then uh, here's who's going to do the promo. And also by the way, back. Na- well, and here's the issue: is Nash and Hall are also not easy to do. There is just as fucking difficult to do business as fucking Hogan has, and they fucking yeah. stretch their muscle a lot. Hogan, after the Sting thing, I think the fucking wheels are off, basically, because then it's Goldberg is built. Hogan- the next thing you got to talk about is Goldberg. The thing I really like about uh, the Goldberg angle is, like I s- said, I think I believe it was last week, the Goldberg angle is a lot like the Warrior angle. It's just that, and I think it is perfectly fine they did it on TV. Like, everyone talks about... Oh, it's so fucking stupid for them to have not done it at Starcade, whatever. Yeah, but you know what? What is you what I didn't have? 
And when I was uh, 13, $60 and a pay-per-view. Cause fucking, I loved watching that shit on TV. I was so excited. I, I was at fucking... And it's great. It's a great moment. It's I was, just I was, Hogan, I think, knew... I was at summer camp. My friend yeah. Gio, who I think I was... Metro? At, no. Where was I? I wasn't <laughs> where... I, like, I came back Gio from Metro? some... Metro? It's a car. <laughs> fuck you. I was somewhere I hadn't seen the match, and someone gave me a tape and was like, you gotta see this. And it was like... What though? Because the other thing you remember, guys, is it was the summer, and they fucking yeah. scored a fucking huge rating, which doesn't happen. And wrestling takes a dip in the summer. Like they also did it in, like, like if you'll notice, John you, Cena is rarely the champion in July. Yeah, <laughs> and the other thing is, uh, it's it was in the Georgia Dome, which is a it's a they're doing a fucking dome show. Wrestling is hot, yes, and that at that time, and yes, they probably could have filled it or very approximate to with pretty much any Here's match. The other, well, this is the conspiracy well, like, theory behind yeah. it, by the way, is Georgia Dome was sold out already. Okay. Uh-huh. They hadn't, or was about to sell out. Uh-huh. Hogan wasn't on the show. Okay. Oh, shit, yeah. And so all like, the Turner executives were going to be there, including Ted Turner, and he was like, yeah, I got to get he- I gotta get on that show. going to be like, they knew I was going to come and do this. Like it's and by the way, the build of that show is great, which is Hogan is like, Yeah, you're forcing me to fucking do this. I'll do it, but first you gotta beat Scott Hall. And Goldberg literally slaps the piss out of Scott. It's like four seconds long. And the Hogan match, by the way, is two minutes long. No, it was a pretty long like Hogan actually gets offense on Goldberg, which at that time is insane. Okay, you have to remember I, this. I remember it as being max five minutes. I remember it being like a two minute match. I haven't watched it in a while. No, it's about it's like ten, fifteen. No. Yeah. There's no way Goldberg g- starts off. Uh, Goldberg starts off all right, and then uh, Hogan takes over for a bit, and then uh, and he tries to cheat, fucks up, and Goldberg knocks the fucking shit out of him, bro. Bobby Heenan's voice. Bobby when he, Heenan when he hits the spear is the greatest thing. Like, yeah. Now finish him. Get him up. Like it's just you're like get him up. Bobby Heenan's about to fucking come on national television. Well, it's great too because he Heenan. Uh, it's really the culmination of. I'm look. Can I? I'm looking up how long that. Yeah, that's was. what I'm doing right now. Okay. Eight minutes and thirty four seconds. Get so the we're fuck right, out of here. We're right in the middle, which is great. Hogan Hogan can uh, make people care about a match, and uh, Goldberg. It's exactly what he probably should have done with the Warrior. I mean, oh, interesting. Now I now that I say that, it kind of seems weird because you want it's WrestleMania. You want to have something go on last, right? Because that's the thing. You can do the rematch in like a cage at a pay per view. Let's say we're doing this over again, which they never do. They never do because Hogan doesn't want to lose twice. Because losing twice is the fucking nail in the coffin. Like Batista lost to Triple, or sorry, Batista beat Triple H at WrestleMania, and then. Something that's really unheralded, and the Triple H actually did was, because Vince obviously was like, we want to go with Batista, so he's like, okay. The entire um, storyline going into Backlash was, yeah, you beat me, you might be bigger than me, you might be stronger than me, you might be smarter than me, but I still have the pedigree, and that's the greatest finishing move in the history of professional wrestling, and everyone watching that knows he's just going to kick out the pedigree, and that's exactly what Batista does. Yeah. So it's double put over, like... You beat me once. It's like a, it's like they do this in real fighting and boxing and UFC everything. Yeah, you beat me once. That was a fluke. Beat me again, and then they always beat them again because it turns out it wasn't a fluke. They're just 
They're just not as yeah. just better than the other person. But Hogan would have never let you do let him no, do that. Just like really drive not. home the fact that Goldberg is the dude. And and by and the, the way, other thing about losing Goldberg and losing the title to Goldberg is that he knows Goldberg's so green he doesn't have that other gear as a performer. Like Sting has that other gear. Like Sting could probably have been great heel. Uh, he had already been like yeah, uh, like cheerleader babyface, and then became the crow. And Sting was a really fucking cool character too. And they could have probably carried the company with like Nash going after the title and just being like, "Fuck it, we're not the NWO, we're the Wolfpack now," and basically keep the same gimmick. And that's sort of what they should have done because basically what happened is Hogan loses, when I, yeah Hogan loses that match, claims to have retired. Now, what the thing was is that the only reason we either way agreed to lose to Goldberg because he did say, "Nah, fuck that." Originally, and how they find how did they finally get him to agree? They said that he would, then you will beat him for the title. You will get the title back. Yeah. When you come back. The other thing is, on this was Carl Malone was involved in the finish, and that's set up because you can't. Jay Leno is set up the Leno match, set up the Carl Malone match. So even though. Goldberg is the champion. Hulk Hogan is still going on last because he's in the celebrity match. Yeah, he's in the celebrity match. Or he's match. the match that maybe no, Goldberg no, goes on last, but... No, he doesn't. Goldberg does not. Goldberg doesn't go on yeah. last until the fucking Ultimate Warrior shows back up. Okay. Because keep in mind, I was about to be like, Hogan goes away and he goes, I'm, I'm totally wrong. Hogan doesn't go away. This is a weird thing. Is This is when Hogan sticks around, actually goes through the summer. Hogan, Warrior shows up. Okay. Delivers one of the worst promos in the history of talking. Oh, also... And Hogan calls him the ultimate warrior. Almost ends fucking... De- no, does end Davey Boy Smith's in-ring career because of the fucking trapdoor thing. No, he's able to... Uh, no, Davey Boy Smith goes back to the Fed after this. That that leads to then Davey Boy Smith's no, show. No, there was the trapdoor. No, the, the trapdoor, and then he's in a full-body cast for a year after that. Then he comes back... Oh, shit. No, the, oh, no, the trapdoor thing, they were like... They attributed to like, oh, that's when Davey started becoming pills. I'm not yeah. Just doing <laughs> that, that, that's when it was bad because he basically didn't have a back anymore. Yeah, that's when <laughs> he shows back up in the WWF, and he's significantly smaller. That's the great, I want my title shot era of the British Bulldog. Oh, fuck. Jim Ross, by the way, literally talks about how the, the uh, not being able to get the British Bulldog over as like a vicious, evil monster hill. He's like, biggest disappointment in my career. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, If you want Hulk Hogan, sorry, if you want Goldberg to be your number one dude, then Bischoff and Hogan versus fucking Jay Leno and Goldberg. I know it seems stupid, but you get I, a bunch of new eyes on Goldberg. And it's not good for the marketing of Goldberg. No. Goldberg can be taken so seriously, and then you're putting fucking Jay Leno next to him. Well, also, brother. Hogan episode. Dude. Dude, brother. Uh, the reason why DDP is in that match is because he's fucking Bischoff's boy. Like, they yeah. were. They, they were, did get DDP over though. Like that's not. Let's not pretend that people don't love themselves some Diamond Dallas Page. They got DDP over so hard. When everyone's like, they didn't get any. They only got Goldberg over. It's like, no, fuck you. They got DDP when DDP won yeah. the title. I was like, man, anyone can do it. Go through. Yeah, exactly. And go through the crowd. Always has taped ribs. Wrestles in jeans. Yeah, great. Great. Absolutely. Yeah. The the only man in the nineties when you're like, yeah, you deserve a mullet and you fucking look great. Yeah, the everyman's Jake Roberts essentially. Yeah, which oh, he, he he cops to. He's like, yeah, I just did like, he just did Dick the Bruiser meets Jake Roberts, which is great. Yeah, he just did. Man, DDP is one of those guys where I'm like, facelift aside, can you be my dad? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is we're gonna get into uh, Hulk Hogan running for president. 
He announces on uh, Leno that he's running for president. Specifically because Jesse Ventura is the governor and they hate each other. Yeah, and, and uh, then they also, in this time, Goldberg has lost to uh, Kevin Nash for the first time the night after. Of course, the they've NWO is splintered off, and uh, of course, this is the finger poke of doom, which a lot of people uh, attribute with really the fucking... Like, WCW is going down, and this is the one where, you know... The drain, the dra- yes, there's water going down the drain, but there's still some food in it. This now they've a- taken the fucking thing out, and it's just all water coming down. Yeah, if this, if WCW was, was analogy, a car, yeah, it was. A, if WCW was a car, this I'm is when they were boy. like, who needs engines? We'll just <laughs> put it at the top of a hill and see what happens. If WCW was a wrestling company, it means that things got a lot worse. They stopped making <laughs> money. Is that a good analogy? That's the best analogy I've ever goddamn heard. <laughs> so he wins the WCW title for the fifth time. Fourth time? Fifth time. Five time. Five time. Five time. Five time. Five time. Five time. So things are getting bad. I'm a certified No G. one knows what to do. Oh, things have gotten real bad. They put the I NW- do. You call my friend Vinny Roo. Uh, <laughs> no, no. No, 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 no. Vince Russo does no, not show that up rhymed. yet. It has to be the next thing that happens. No, that's not the next thing that happens. The next thing that happens is uh, Ric Flair gets uh, comes back. He's now back in the company after suing a bunch of people and there's a bunch of nonsense they do a rick flair hogan program where if, uh, rick wins he becomes the president for life of wcw and then rick pretends to be insane and dances in a mental asylum for an entire episode of nitro and those were great scott episodes Hull, him and scott Hall break out and charles robinson becomes his vice president and this is also when arn anderson makes a shirtless appeal in sweatpants for arn or for rick to start being sane and it's never explained why arn anderson's not wearing <laughs> this is a great part in WCW, where it's like the "what the fuck are we doing anyway?" parts of WCW were always the best. <laughs> oh, this is just this is just what when like, Goldberg people punched that limo and he was like, "I want it to be a real window," and then they did it, and he was like, "My my hand." <laughs> well, he almost lost his fucking arm. He nearly lost his fucking arm because he. Well, it's also because it was he. A lot of the backstage people claim, particularly Kevin Sullivan, where they're like, "That fucking idiot." He just. <laughs> Listen to fucking not. Don't listen to Nash and Hall. They're just on pills and being assholes. Now, like, correct me because I don't know. And uh, certain sources have this as being uh, at uncensored in '99. But there was a cage match. It was supposed to be a first blood match between Flair and Hogan. Yeah. And one of them started bleeding, and that was the guy that was supposed to win. So yeah, they Flair just changed it. So Flair just started bleeding. So they're like, "Oh fuck, it's not first blood anymore." <laughs> Um and uh, no, it was. I think it's one of those ones that were like, j- uh, for the fans at home, by the way, it was uh, this match is just to see who will bleed. Like, it was like <laughs> <laughs> this was the first one to bleed is actually ahead. Yeah, on the cards and it's done by wrestling. it's done by quarts of blood. Like what? Now, just to rewind, I suppose. Why do you think the finger poke of doom was so, made people so angry? Because it's fuck. It literally is the like biggest example of like just so you know who's got a big cock. It's us and not Bill. Like, it's such a fuck you. Now, maybe it's because you're progressing the storyline and people really wanted it to happen and now you're dialing it back. Do you think that's part of it? Because I'm not talking about, like, the internet wrestling fan. I'm talking about, like, actual wrestling fans. Like, why why is it? It's the same again. It's the NWO gets away with a dastardly heel, dastardly heel. It's also comes. What it also no one talks about is it comes on the back of Goldberg losing. Which is, everyone goes, we had to lose at some point. No, he didn't. He didn't need to lose that way. 
They didn't need to lose that way. You can do it a thousand different ways. That yeah. And that was like the thing is, and at that point, no one. I wasn't ready for Goldberg to lo- you lose yet. Uh huh. And there was gonna be a hole. They needed to have a second chapter for him. And they're like, well, we didn't. He wasn't very good in the ring. And it's like, well, you shouldn't have put the belt on him anyway. So keep the fucking belt on him. Yeah, I suppose we do talk about this in our actual Goldberg episode, but it's like you almost need him to destroy every character that's strong in that current uh, version of WCW mm-hmm. and then have like a new character that emerges, whether that have been Benoit or Eddie Guerrero or like someone like that, like someone someone in the next generation beats him like someone with his generation, but he's just the first of his generation. Absolutely. Like, if you do that, if you do it like like. At the end of the day, it is a fake sport, so you should still have elements of uh, sport, and they just don't. It's oh, sp- superhero sports, right? So you want to keep the part where it's like a superhero can vanquish people, so like, you know, because people want to see it, you want to see that morality play. You know, and um, I have a morality play, and it's called, let's talk about Vince Russo and Hulk Hogan right now, please. Oh, boy. So Vince Russo shows up. I know we're skipping a lot, but also this is when Hogan's kind of like, what's that? The smell of death. See in yeah. hell. This is the very fun thing about Hulk Hogan, because you get to talk about only the fun things. You don't have to be like, and then on uh, th- Thunder. Oh, yeah. Don't mention when he was on Thunder. It was never good. Um, Vince Russo comes in. Is a New York guy really likes Hogan. Doesn't really understand that you're not going to fuck with this guy. Russo comes in. Well, Vince Russo comes Hogan's in with the Wrestling Observer under one arm and be like, I read on this thing that nerds don't like it, that you're still winning, so we're going to make Kidman the champ I gotta immediately. Tell you, <laughs> I loved it where Kidman was like, you've been fucking uh, running over everyone in the back. You and I are going to fucking fight. Yeah, and then for the next two weeks, 15 years, they did the same fucking storyline. <laughs> That that wasn't fifteen years ago. Oh my god, that definitely was fifteen years ago. Fifteen years. Yeah, Kidman's retired and works in the back. What am I talking about? No, but they did it with Kidman. They did it with AJ Styles. This is the storyline. This is the storyline that happened every year to year and a half in TNA. Yeah, and uh, and they basically happened for the the entirety of two years. It's basically what they did with. It's basically what they did with The Rock. In a way, you think you're as good as me? You're not. Oh, you are though. (laughs) <laughs> but The Rock actually beat him. It's like, oh, hard fought, but I won. Whereas this one is like, oh, nope. I, I want to be there for that discussion where they were like, you're losing to The Rock. I don't know. St. fucking WCW, Terry. I will fucking eat your dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, that Vince probably was like, we'd like to give you this money, and here's who you're losing to. Like, it was just <laughs> like, you're losing to every new young boy that I want to touch. And uh, who's it supposed? You know how I fucked you, Terry. Well, now I'm fucking new people, and you have to suck their dicks <laughs> before I fuck them, so they're nice and fucking hard for when I come in their butts and pop it like a pimple and drink the. Well, sweet, here's sweet my question: poo, Who was your, who's Hogan originally supposed to fight in the Fed? Stone Cold? No, Shane McMahon. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then he saw him dropkick a garbage it's not, can. It's not true. It was, it was Stone Cold the entire time. Um, Can you just not do that to me? (laughs) It's bullying. Yeah, and you deserve that. Your confidence is too high. Ooh. Granted, don't worry. I got bullied in high school. Chicks used to bully my dick dick in their mouth. Just when you were rolling rolling joints with your test? Yeah, man. Oh, Roll a joint with my test. It's me. (laughs) Fucking teacher would smoke it. 
with me and then i'd be like yo where the pussy at and she'd be like Mine. i need to stop and i'd be like you're fucking ugly <laughs> you're an ugly old slut and then she'd be like yeah and then i'd push her out a window and she'd die <laughs> she'd turn into two fucking 18 year olds and i'd suck on their titties <laughs> no i wouldn't suck on your titties yeah they'd suck on mine because i would never do anything pleasurable for a woman <laughs> they pleasure me john <laughs> These used to be jokes, but now they're just things that happen in the world, guys. Um, so, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. There you go. Uh, is fighting in the New Blood over this summer. I remember watching this. This was so rough because you're like you're trying to like it, and the premise is kind of good, but it's so bad at the same time. Um, Kidman does beat Hogan after so many different types of interference by everyone. I hate any fucking wrestling angle where they're like like these new guys. I hate How it many too. times? I like, fucking hate it too. Do, I also hate this is the new generation. Like, that never works. Here's what: just make the characters interesting, and then we'll get the gist. It's a fucking new guy. Also, by the way, here's the match that everyone has wanted to kind of see on the internet, and you just need to educate people about it. Is Ric Flair, Shane Douglas? That that guy, Shane Douglas, is a fucking prick, dickhead who's been attacking Ric Flair on the internet, doing all this sort of stuff. All they need to do, and it goes, Ric Flair didn't do anything to this fucking guy, and all he's done is gotten famous because of him, and do it that way, as opposed to, uh, yeah, Rick kind of held Shane down, and he's actually kind of got a point, but Shane's the bad guy. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm sure you could buy indie footage, because it was his gimmick. Oh Rick my Flair, God. With the, the Shane Douglas' thing would just yell, Flair is dead, and, and then, call yeah, him, exactly. He called him Dick Flair all the time. When Shane Douglas is, it's a weird thing to notice and i only know it because lord knows i don't know my middle name and i know more i know about pro wrestling is when shane douglas is throwing down the nwa belt and he's going through the list of champions when he makes that pause and goes rick flair that was because they are they told him they go you will not say dick flair when holding the nwa belt that man is our champion you will not say it wow yeah so wait a minute and Yo. What I like about Shay Douglas is he respects that, but still is like, and they can all kiss my ass, throws the belt <laughs> out. <laughs> and they can all kiss my, my ass. That's great stuff. We're here now, Dad. Me and my dad. Oh, I. My dad's dead. Like, my knees, please help me. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, we'll do a Shane Douglas, and it'll just be the announcers trying to cover for the fact that he would just trip <laughs> over his own feet on thunder. Oh my god. The fact that he was Out visibly with up. evolution. In with revolution. Still the dumbest tagline for any. Oh. The amount of times that basically WCW for the last two years, Hulk Hogan kind of doesn't have a place because he still has creative control. So he's trying to find. He's basically like, listen, I'm sorry, but everyone still just wants to fucking see me. They don't want to see any of these fucking new guys. You guys didn't build anybody because I wouldn't let you. Now we're all fucked. And uh, let's and I'm the he's the band on the ship on the Titanic. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just going down. Well, he's like the he's uh, the he's the band on the ship, the Titanic, that's sinking incredibly slowly, and he has a helicopter. He has access to a helicopter, but every time he goes on the yeah. ship, they give him a bag of money. So he's like, ah, eh, not wet yet. More money, please. <laughs> and the other thing is like it it kind of shows what the Fed is doing now, where it's like when you introduce a guy who's new, they're doing a way better job of it with NXT because they can have a groundswell of support. And then they come up. Exceptional job. Yeah, in, in and they NXT. already know who they are. And guys like me who don't really watch NXT can then either we know shit from like we've seen on the indies, we've seen in ROH, 
Or uh, you just see him on the main roster and be like, this guy must be good because everyone's cheering. And then you can watch his back catalog. And they do fun things like they'll do like a video on the internet, like the Bobby Roode thing that they're building now where Bobby yeah. Roode will be the next one. And they, they just keep showing his entrance videos being epic. Yeah, exactly. And I also just love Bobby Roode from when he was on Team Canada 11 years ago in TNA. Like, yeah. Team Canada, beer money, his work as the champ too. Absolutely fantastic. Just looking like the greatest. He should have been yeah. the NWA champion way back in the day because he was the best. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he is. He does legit look like updated Rick Rude. Yeah. But anyway. He looks um, like Tully Blanchard sans cocaine with a body that has been to a gym without bringing vodka. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what they're doing the is basically they're being like the new blood. This guy, they go from lower mid card immediately to main event with no slow rise. Yeah, like, no slow rise. Kidman no doesn't win the Cruiserweight title and then the U.S. title and then challenge for the heavyweight title and then almost win it and have Hogan yeah. be like, oh, you almost got me there, son. They basically are like, he's fucking losing to Prince Hayakea and then the next week he's beating down Hulk Hogan. And Hogan, by the way, was is, was the wrong... Who they could have done it with is Rey Mysterio because also Rey Mysterio has a lot of support and it's like, oh yeah, that guy actually... Rey Mysterio would have been great because it's a southern wrestling company. They get Mahiko involved. Absolutely. And, and also... Like, but Hogan was still was still a face during this. That's the thing is they make it a face thing. When Hogan needs to go back to being Hill, they don't do that. Yeah. All roads lead to Jeff Jarrett, Hulk Hogan, and Bash at the Beach. Where? Yeah. Now, here is what actually happened, and there was a lawsuit as a result. Here was what was supposed to happen. Here's what John knows. I know this from reading way too many books written by wrestlers. No, no, no. I'm going to delete the part where you said way too many books. I know this from reading is what you're going to say. <laughs> I, I know this from reading. Uh, <laughs> I'm a reader. I have a, I have a library card in Canada and I have one in Britain. <laughs> I have two and they're my most presuptions. <laughs> Ooh, do you have um, Jake the Snake's book? Of course not. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. That's fine. I'll just make my own version of it and leave it in your shelves. <laughs> now, Dylan, listen to me, you fuck. <laughs> okay. That's all I had to say. No. Jeff Jarrett, uh, Vince Russo. Vince Russo wants to keep the belt on uh, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Hulk Hogan's like, absolutely not. I will be beating him. Why don't we do a screw job finish where he lays down in the middle of the ring and uh, I walk out. Uh, and Vince Russo's like, I don't really like that. I, or I, There's something where Vince Russo's like, no, I want it to be more clearly a screw job finish. And they were like, no, don't do that. It's a big brouhaha, basically. Finally ends with Jeff Jarrett, goes in the ring, Hogan pins him one, two, three, walks uh, to the back is confused by it. Now, Hogan claims he had no idea that there was going to be a screw job finish whatsoever. Jeff Jer or Vince Russo claims that he did know. But then Vince Russo, this is what we do know, Vince Russo then went on the microphone and just shoots on Hogan about being a piece of shit and how he's never going to be in the WCW again. Yeah, Hogan is just like, I don't like that, and decides to sue. Now, here's how you know that they at least were going to do some sort of screw job finish with Booker T definitely getting the title at the end of the pay-per-view is A, match does not happen at the end of the card, even though it's a Hogan match. B, they had two world championship belts there that night. Whoa. Yeah. But that's exactly what Russo wanted. He wanted to get people talking on the internet. He wanted to get people talking on the internet, and they got into US. Uh, they got into some mainstream news about, literally, they're like, this weird man with glasses called Hulk Hogan a bitch. <laughs> this is when WCW Well, they also do the Hogan grabbing the mic. 
What do you mean? Is this your idea, Russo? Yeah, that. That's uh, why this company is the damn shape it's in, because of bullshit like this. And then it's basically like, this is the first time of actually many times where pro wrestling decides, hey, wouldn't it be good if we point out to the audience that we suck? <sighs> I don't understand why people do that. It's like, like they do that on Raw sometimes where they'll be like, the ratings are low. They're like, don't tell people that. In 1996, I didn't know the WWF was struggling for money. Also, I was just like, oh, I guess, I didn't think shit. Oh, this guy, Bret Hart's the best because he has the title. That's what I thought. Jesus fucking Christ. He did file a defamation of character lawsuit and it was eventually dismissed in 2002 because I believe a lawyer slowly took off his glasses and went, this is uh, professional wrestling and uh, why did you bring this to me? <laughs> yeah, the, um, I will not also be charging uh, John Tenta with assault, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Um, Papa Shango is not going to jail for voodoo. In the case of Timex versus Leon White, it has never been and it never will be Vader time. (laughs) (laughs) This is ridiculous. Um, You, by the same token, threw a man off a building. There's no call for that. Yeah. In the because cor- he was coroner's officer's son? Yeah. That's disgusting. The coroner's office of Michigan versus Paul White. Um, the defense finds Mr. White not guilty of not being dead. <laughs> we have weird laws in Detroit. <laughs> Ooh, a bunch of weird laws based around the fact that Detroit's not a city anymore. <laughs> it's just a farm where people want to stab you. So this, this concludes part three of... Hulk Hogan. Also, the Hulk Hogan saga, also a wonderful known as journey. John and Dylan do the longest episodes possible. This episode is out of hand. Yeah, well, I'll cut them all together and release it as a, like a seven-hour Hulk Hogan uh, f- the, f- fuck uh, tape. The Hulk Hogan omnibus. Because next week, ladies and gentlemen, it's Hulk Hogan the later years versus The Rock, Mister America going to TNA. Fucking his best friend's wife on tape. <laughs> Cocolding his best friend's wife. <laughs> and defeating Gawker. And quite frankly, I'm going to say it, the match of his life. This is a man, by the way, he has he takes on all comers. Heather Clem. Gawker. It's nuts. They're, Her name is Heather. He fucks someone named Clem. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though. The part four, it, it sounds crazy because wrestling fans think part two or three will be because part one is just setting up the part journey two, part two and three yeah and part, part two four th- might be more important because it it took down <laughs> it took down what what could have became one a media empire and uh really was oh, what the fuck it took down Why do you have a red tube sticker that's insane. Someone gave it to me on the street in Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's that kind of town. <laughs> so they're all based. Uh, by the way, for any of you who've ever watched porn, which is everyone listening to this show, <laughs> uh, probably while the world, they're listening yeah. to it, all of your favorite porn sites. By that I mean all of them are based in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Oh yeah, uh, because one of our friends, also a wrestling fan, Patrick Hakim, got fired from Brazzers for inviting uh, material that was quote. Too violent and made people uncomfortable <laughs> at Brazzers. <laughs> uh, when we were ignorant slut chokes on dick, we didn't mean like choke her and then she really dies, Patrick. 
What? But that's what they wanted to happen. Yeah. It's a little that's thing how I like he to talks. call no, follow through. Uh, <laughs> so that was the last man, time. by the way, went on a Tinder date, told that to the girl within five minutes, and she walked away. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a true. <laughs> what a bitch. What was your favorite thing about Hulk Hogan during this period? The amount of times he wore cowboy boots unnecessarily. <laughs> that's a trick question because it's always necessary. Here's the thing. He's wearing cowboy boots. Up until the, the cowman new- boots when Hulk Hogan <laughs> wears them. He's a cowman. Um, up until uh, the New Blood era is when he stops wearing the cowboy boots. But that's so long. It's so long. Um, this is like best re- thing, Dylan. We just got to wrap this up because we're literally entering the second hour. I'll tell you what I tell every woman I fucked. I'm not wrapping it up. <laughs> you can use that <laughs> if you ever... Or about to have sex with someone or, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, my favorite thing about Hulk Hogan is I think it really invigorated his performance when he turned heel. Uh, just really very good job. And I think here's another thing that I, he doesn't really get credit for is that he plays a chicken shit heel amazing well for a guy who's six foot eight. Oh, my God. What a fucking great I'll point. say it once. I'll say it a thousand times. The man is a fucking gifted performer, professional wrestling Absolutely wise. Absolutely is. Who else? Other than a guy, like, he's playing chicken shit heel against Roddy Piper, a guy has half his fucking size. He's playing chicken shit heel against half his fucking size who has a noticeable hip scar. Yes, yes. And he's, yeah, in the, he looks better. Yeah. It's fucking great. Worst thing. Um... Worst thing he that he just wouldn't let anyone yeah, win. I was gonna say the same thing is that his lack bow of bow out like yeah. bow out come back as a baby face, which he tried to do way later. It's just we missed a lot of stuff in this WCW he run. He came back when he was a baby face. He came back as a baby face when it would have been the top story. Like he didn't come back as a baby face because. Maybe the story works that, oh, the NWO dissolves, the Wolfpack stays around because Bischoff was able to secure the deals even though he's been vanquished as well. Then, like, Nash, Hall, and I guess they would, I'm assuming they would have to, or just Nash, Hall, and Conan. Allow me to explain to you how you turn him back to a face. The night after Sting beats him clean, Hogan walks out to the NWO and is like, I'm going to fucking get him. And the entire NWO like viciously beats the shit out of Hulk Hogan for losing and a new leader is crowned, which would need to be Kevin Nash would be the best talker to be. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't show up for a year. Yeah. And they build Kevin. Na- and that's all you do is you build Kevin Nash or Scott Hall versus Sting for the title. You don't need to pay Hogan the appearance fee. You just pay him his percentages. Hogan coming back a year later. Whose side is he on now? You do sort of a repeat at Bash of the Beach, only this time drops the leg drop on Macho Man Randy Savage, part of the NWO the entire time. Whoa. Yeah, that's one idea. But you'd keep him. But you understand there's a. Yeah, take him off TV. Take him off TV. People want to see him again. He's a baby face. Bob's your uncle, right? That's the the thing. My uncle. My uncle's name is everyone. Everyone's (laughs) my uncle because we're all brothers, right? No. What about the women? There come toilets. <laughs> oh, <fuck me. laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so 
I mean, unwillingness to step out of the way. Come urinal, by the way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Easy to flush. So what's your, what do you hate about a Hulky? What do you hate about Tear Tear? What do you, did you hate the Ruru thing? Uh, he wears gloves way too much. I like that. I like the subtle changes, like, his looks heel is, Hogan but I, I don't is like comfortable with his legs during this period. Sorry. Face Hogan comfortable with his legs during this period. Heel Hogan not comfortable with his legs. What I don't like also is that the gloves are not switched out. That they still here like broken down and missing a finger and shit like that. Yeah, I don't like that at all. You don't like? That? I don't like it when wrestlers wear gloves. AJ Styles wearing gloves pisses me off. I'm just like, you need to be able to grip. Like, just could you pretend still that it's I real? I still think the sting gloves were great. Here's the weird thing. I'll agree with you. I like the sting gloves. <laughs> Yeah, there's just like there's subtle changes, and it's it's kind of funny. Only now do I realize it that the change in attire this is the exact same from AJ Styles as a babyface, and Hulk Hogan is a babyface. To AJ Styles is a heel, and Hulk Hogan is a heel. They're the same guy. It's, it's the exact. Both Christian. Both do a lot of steroids. No, because what they did. Both the, fuck people's wives. They did the Bullet Club, which was a ta- was obviously a takeoff of Absolutely. the NWO, and they basically were like AJ Styles. You no longer were shorts you wear tights and you got uh you got race car gloves on because when you're a bad guy you race cars all right <laughs> so that's it now you know what we liked and what we didn't like and you know a little bit more hopefully about the hollywood hulkster hulk hogan next week is our one year anniversary dylan we've made it one fucking year one year of boobies so that'll be part four W-W-E-F-E-F, the NWO second run, TNA. Sex tape. Sex tape, and of course... What's he doing now? XWF with oh, Jimmy Hart. Oh, fuck, XWF with Jimmy Hart. Celebrity wrestling, his divorce, the time he said he was going to commit suicide while drinking rum, how he met his new wife who looks exactly like his daughter at a health food store, the fact that he... Paid for his his daughter's hip hop career and didn't want any black people to have sex with her. <laughs> this episode, the fact that he uh, like Donald have, Trump said, "Let's fuck my daughter." Here is the thing we all need to remember. Yeah, that's us jacking off at the fact that next week's episode is the perfect wrestler review one year anniversary episode. It's got everything: sex. Don't need anything else. Yeah, 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 yeah. For Dylan Gott, my name's John Hastings. Y'all can suck my dick. Hulk Hogan is here! Hulk Hogan's here! Hulk Hogan is in the building! You're damn right he is! Go get him, Hulkster! Yeah, but whose side is he on? Go, what are you talking about? Whose side is he on? What are you talking about? Yes, sir! Get him, Hogan! Go get him, baby! Come on and get some of this now! Who's bad now, boys? Hulk Hogan arrived. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. What is oh he doing? Oh my God! Is he the third man? He's the third man. What oh. the hell is going on here? Hulk Hogan has betrayed WCW. He is the third man. Look at this. this picture. Oh my God! What the hell is going on? Oh my God! Are you kidding me? I, probably the lowest shot ever given to professional wrestling. That man did right there, Hulk Hogan. Let's get everybody out of the dressing room right now and kick his rear end. Unbelievable, brother. You just what have I been saying the all devil. these years? Huh? What have I been saying all these years? Oh, you my, oh my can... God. A career it's, of a lifetime. It's right down the drain, kid. 
I hope you love it. Can you, you see just those little, sold your soul to the devil. See those little holsters with the tears rolling down their face right now? We are not going to even acknowledge that three count. Now what happens to us? What happens now to WCW? There was no three count. I never thought I would say that he's yellow, but he may be wearing red, but he's wearing red and yellow. What do we do now? What a low. I tell you what. Oh. This is a unbelievable situation right here at Bash at the Beach. Hulkamania, the third guy with the outsiders, betrayed WCW. Can't talk. Excuse me. Excuse me. What in the world are you thinking? Me, Gene, the first thing you need to do is to tell these people to shut up if you want to hear what I got to say. I have been with you for so many years. For you to join up with the likes of these two men absolutely makes me sick to my stomach. And I think that these people here and a lot of other people around the world have had just about enough of this man, this man, and you want to put yourself in this group, you've got to be kidding me. Well, the first thing you got to realize, brother, is this right here is the future of wrestling. You can call this the new world order of wrestling, brother. These two men right here came from a great big organization up north. And everybody was wondering who the third man was. Well, who knows more about that organization than me, brother? I've been there, I've done that. You have made the wrong decision, in my opinion. Well, let me tell you something. I made that organization a monster. I made people rich up there. I made the people that ran that organization rich up there, brother. And when it all came to pass, the name Hulk Hogan, the man Hulk Hogan, got bigger than the whole organization, brother. And then billionaire Ted, amigo, he wanted to talk turkey with Hulk Hogan. Well, billionaire Ted promised me movies, brother. Billionaire Ted promised me millions of dollars. And billionaire Ted promised me World caliber matches. And as far as billionaire Ted goes, Eric Bischoff and the whole WCW goes, I'm bored, brother. That's why these two guys here, the so-called outsiders, these are the men I want as my friends. They're the new blood of professional wrestling, brother. And not only are we going to take over the whole wrestling business with Hulk Hogan and the new blood, the monsters with me, we will destroy everything in our path, Mean Gene. Look at all of this crap in this ring. This is what's in the future for you if you want to hang around the likes of this man Hall and this man Nat. As far as I'm concerned, all of this crap in the ring represents these fans out here. For two years, brother, 
For two years, I held my head high. I did everything for the charities. I did everything for the kids. And the reception I got when I came out here, you fans can stick it, brother. Because if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, you people wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff would be still selling meat from a truck in Minneapolis. And if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, all these Johnny Come Lately's that you see out here, wrestling wouldn't be here. I was selling out the world, brother, while they were bumming gas to put in their car to get to high school. So the way it is now, brother, with Hulk Hogan and the New World Organization of Wrestling, brother, me and the new blood by my side, what you gonna do when the New World Organization runs wild on you? What you gonna do? What are you hey, gonna do? Don't test me